It's the Tillcast, episode 365, Game of the Year, part two. Oh yeah. And, and it's this biased. week, guys, you are going to get our totally biased brown notes of worst game of the year. <laughs> and you're going to get to hear our almost top five. And then <laughs> the almost top five. The totally biased top five games of the year. Of course. Stay tuned. Yeah. I guess that's just oh. a ritual. It is. It is a ritual. I started this ritual fucking years ago. <laughs> it's the Tillcast, and we're back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And this is... What? Totally this... biased game of the year. Part, part two. two. Part two. Part two. Part two. Part two. And uh, <laughs> I'll be posting these very close together, I assume. Uh, I guess. And no. what you're looking at me like? What I'm going to post these tw- uh, you know, close together? And well, you look directly one. at me like. Well, I have the other one in the bank, and I just didn't want to space hmm. them too far apart. Is he going to get it done tonight? It might. It doesn't not. have to be done tonight, but next few days. Uh, all right, I put a lot of work in the you last did. one. I I noticed. So yeah. So <laughs> we recorded the last one last week, and just to, so you guys know, it is January 25th. Yeah, that, in the year of 2019. It's not the year of Cthulhu. What is your what is a year of? Uh, I don't know. Google. No, I'm, we we'll make that up as we go. Oh, if you guys come up with a good okay. idea, that'll, that'll be the year of 2019. Be the year of something. It'll be the the year of disappointment. No, no, I don't think uh, this year will be the year of disappointment. I think when we get to our most no. anticipated, it'll be it, fun. You'll you'll see why it won't be. I think it's. Uh, hmm. We'll come to that. But before we get started, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. Uh, and we're the same guys that have been doing this forever. Um, right. If you guys haven't heard of us before, um, you should check out the part one of this episode because things got a little bit hot and heavy. It was fun. Oh, yeah, um, uh, yeah it was. Whoa. It was. Whoa. 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 So, whoa. We so maybe in the sex so dungeon, but whoa. That well, we decided I mean, that the one guy who played the least amount of games at the table should moderate most of the conversation for this episode because we know... Uh, the other two fuckers at the table are going to get into it. Well, Maybe. Honestly, we even we even came up with some ground rules so that we didn't get too deep. Right? <laughs> we did. But um, right. that being said. Um, we have a safe word. You have a safe word. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall the episode that. Brown note. Brown note. Brown note. Brown note. Brown note. So we're going to get into our categories. Uh, Jason, just recap for us. Oh, before I... God, I'm just fucking this up. Are you? Hey, so, yeah. Um, normally, when you get to the Tillcast, what you're going to hear is about 30 minutes of us bullshitting. Normally. And then you're going to get about an hour and a half of us game talking. Game and talking. Dame talking. Dame, dame, dame talking. Dame talking. Dame talking. Wow. No, 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 no. Have, bullshit happens to games. insert itself somewhere in between. We, we, that it happens, does. too. But <laughs> we don't have enough time for that on these episodes because there's so much that we're going through. Uh, so we're going to kind of cut to the chase. I mean... The the shortest amount of bullshit is again we played a little bit more VR tonight and I introduced Jason to Sorrento VR, which we obviously can't talk about for last year because I really just started playing it. Mm. Yep. Did you have mm. some fun with goofing off? Yeah, I could see. Uh, I could see where the appeal of that game is. I like how it does the slow time teleport instead of. That's very real common, time. actually. Yeah, but the <laughs> but it does a double jump. Everything is about jumping. 
yeah. or moving forward. And you have a button, which I didn't tell you about because I just wanted you to naturally turn, that will let you turn in 45-degree angles with uh, touchpad buttons. But I don't like it that much, so I just turn because now I've got a ridiculous amount of uh, extension cable for the headset. So I'll just turn, and that seems to work more naturally for me. He poops in VR. He's just got enough cable just to go to the bathroom. Well, I have enough cable to go all the way to the dining room, and I do have enough cable to almost make it to the throne. (laughs) Almost. Almost. He's like he's like he's tried. (laughs) (laughs) He's tried. Well, the couch gets in the way, and navigating with the headset on is fairly treacherous. (laughs) That's that's yes. You're probably right. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to show Jason a game that was had high movement, but not a ho- lot of high nausea. And I, nasha. I got it on sale during the Steam sale, and I didn't. This is one of the few games I got without trying out, just based on like, hey, this is like Raw Data, and Raw Data is another big one in VR, another shooter kind of game with swords as well. And but it doesn't have as much of the bouncy locomotion. It's a little bit more on rails um, than this is. You move, but it's not like this. Um, this lets you double jump, wall run, um, like what is the ninja back and forth between wall jump thing called? Uh, wall nin- jumping. Ninja wall back, wall jumping thing, Bob? Yeah, the bounding back and forth. It lets you do all that crazy shit. And it's. Okay. I've been putting it on, on baby mode so I can learn the controls, but still having fun in baby mode. And it's got a challenge mode. It's got a. A mode like what I had, Jason, which is just kind of like random missions to help you grind for gear because it's a loot based game okay and then it's got a whole campaign mode that i haven't even started um because i've had a lot of fun with the other stuff okay but yeah look up look sariento what is it s-a-i-r-e-n-t-o vr is what it's called okay um Uh, cool game that's a that's a load of letters but right there okay (laughs) cool game very ninja Super Ninja. Very Ninja. But we want to talk about video games of the of yesteryear. Oh, we yes. do. So um, recap our titles for us, Jason. Our so with that, we'll recap our categories we discussed last week. Um, <laughs> first up was games we wished we had finished. Uh, I added top... to that. You did? That's I highlighted in yellow. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe I forgot it. Gotcha. Yeah, um, terrible. We had Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Darksiders 3, Battletech, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Hitman 2, Vampire, Ashen, Frostpunk, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Update to that, and now we're already past all the discussion. I Darksiders 3 I finished this month, or week. This, 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 this yesterday. <laughs> Literally yesterday. <laughs> Credits rolled, uh, 16 hours. Oh, wow. That's actually fairly short compared to... The other games. The last game was very long. It's pretty close. I think I finished it and should have put it on harder. Oh, yeah. Well, it's... I one-shot almost every boss but the last boss. Okay. So, and I was... I The reason I did that is I heard that it was a pretty hard game. Um, But it once you got the dodge down, this was not Bloodborne. See, most people I'm... were like, oh, hey, this game's got like... Uh, Kind of like a Dark Souls feel to it, and I'm like, oh, well, that drew me to it a little bit, right? And then I heard, okay. oh, it's all dodge based, so like you got to time your dodge, right? Okay. But the dodge has got like a, by the end of the game, I had a, like a 25 percent evasion window. As long as I clicked the dodge button almost inside a second, I dodged. It was super easy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, 
Did it did it just slow down time for you to dodge? Did it pop up big red letters on the on dodge. the screen that says dodge? <laughs> Duck and cover. Can you? Uh, yeah, it it uh. Did it dodge for you? <laughs> it almost did. No, uh, the last boss was fairly frustrating until I figured out the series of attacks rhythm. Right, it was a rhythm thing, right? And then it just was. I like I I said I was almost to a point of frustration. The last boss did take me about fifteen attempts. And then I was getting into that Dark Souls territory of, like, do I put this off till tomorrow before I finish it off? And then I just beat him on that attempt. Right. And I was like, okay. Okay. Well, All right. Finished. finished. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't grind that much. I know a lot of people, like, you can get to level 100 in that. I finished it, like, level 55. Oh. Yeah. Um, I just was, and I wasn't, I was going off the beaten path. I found a fair amount of stuff and a lot of upgrades, and I... A lot of the complaints, I'm I'm one of those guys that likes to see, okay, you played the game right, and then what did you think of it? And all the reviews said, oh, it's it gets hard to a frustrating degree, right? I saw that a fair amount of times. And I started, but I was like, everybody here played freaking, uh, uh, what's that roguelike that we have on there that's hard? Uh, uh, Dead Cells. Dead yeah. Cells, yeah. Dead Cells is much harder. And I just didn't understand. I was like, Dead Cells is harder. This is not harder. You guys like Bloodborne. That's way hard. That's too hard for me to beat. I love that kind of game. Bloodborne, like hit, I hit a wall. I just can't beat that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not Bloodborne hard. It was not Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3 hard. It was not Dark Siders. It was on some, par with about the difficulty level of the other ones. It's just had a different combat method. Some people don't like, or uh, some people don't like the side-scrolling feature of, uh, of Dead Cells. So... It may be, you know, where you have no, to time and it, dodge things, but a lot of people like Dead Cells. Like oh. Dead Cells universally reviewed amazing. Well, Darksiders reviewed fairly average. Then flip my statement. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I I'm shit at all those games, so I can tell you right <laughs> I, now. Well, like I'm, you know, I'm, this is not the one of my anticipated games of the year, but I mean, it is, but isn't right. Like, I'm going to play Devil May Cry 5 and probably feel pretty all right with it. Yeah. I seem to do pretty all right with those kinds of games. As long as it's... Once I get to the rhythm down. As long as it yeah. gets back to the, you know, back to the original form of Devil May Cry. It, right. Well, I don't... We'll see. It, this is a direct sequel to 4. This okay. is not DMC. This is not this Emo is, Dante. Okay. This is... Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of excited um, about it. But, like, it's... I'm... So I'm going to preface this going into this, mm. and you're going to hear some comments from me. Mm. This was the year that I was really frustrated with the reviewers and the internet. It was, <laughs> and I tried to be super impartial to stuff, and I'd look at review after review after review for different games, right, and see the same stuff. It wasn't completely plagiarized, but it was mostly complaints from a Steam review that I was reading. Like, I pay attention to Steam reviews. Right. Or user complaints from a Metacritic or somebody review bombing something, right? Or a lot of those things. That happened a lot last year. And it happened a lot the year before. It was bad in 2017. It was especially bad in 2018. And 2018, I will say, is a year of releasing stuff too early on deadlines that were unrealistic. And that's something, too, that I have to acknowledge. That's continuing, unfortunately. It is. Yeah. It um, is. But so, but let's go ahead and jump in. So we're gonna we're gonna get Moderate back on track guy. here. We're gonna get back on track. This guy. So our biggest surprise was our biggest surprises we said were Warhammer Vermintide two. Uh, hell yeah. And Mutant Year Zero. Uh, hell yeah. Um <laughs> our Wortham our uh 
What? 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 Are worth a mentions. Okay. Were Far Cry Five. Yeah. Frostpunk. Yeah. Octopath Traveler. Yeah, it's worth it. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, State of Decay Two. Zombies. Bard's Tale Four. Burrows Deep. Uh, Vampire. Okay. Warhammer again. Yeah. Beat Saber and Into the Breach. These are these are games that you probably should take a look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, our biggest time sinks for the year, <laughs> Fallout 76 for Justin. He, you know that's Justin. <laughs> yeah. Warframe for Rusty. Yeah, you know that's me. Like 800 hours this year. You know. Battletech for Justin. 160 hours. And yeah. Monster Hunter Worlds for, for both for, of these fuckers. Yeah, probably right. 200 hours each. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, best VR, Beat this Saber. Is, let's qualify uh, the best VR. So here's yeah. here's the thing with best VR. We got into this game late. Really late. For grading a VR game for this year. Right. We talked about VR a little bit last year with PSVR, but we didn't have more people at the table having that experience except for me. Right. And me showing you stuff, but that's not the same as you having in your house. Right. And here's the thing. We played Beat Saber. Beat Saber's on this list because it originally ended up on our best of the year, but we hadn't really sunk that much time into it. Really, I think it's going to be a it's a fantastic experience. If you talk about all three of those games, uh-huh. Beat Saber wins hands down. Of course, um, Rusty has traveled how many miles with your arms? About two hundred miles. And how many weeks? And like two what, and a half, two and a half, something like that. Yeah. yeah. He started playing it the week before we did Game of the Year last. I've, I've last tra- week. I've, I've I've traveled more. My wrists have moved more. In the last two and a half weeks, and it has Get, the entire year. Give it a couple more and, weeks, and, and he'll I'm just single, start. Guys. He'll single. just start saying, "I could walk five hundred <laughs> miles." I was going to no. say that Rusty's moved his wrist more than a virgin in a co-ed dorm. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a true statement. Um, also, making that Real. list was Subnautica. Yeah, uh, though, as Justin pointed out in the last episode, it does tweaks. have some issues. Yeah. Uh, that need to be addressed and Tetris effect and that one we all kind of put on the list more for the I want this game experience. on PC I want it this is, game it's, on PC it was an instant hook like you guys both got about 20 minutes of that yes. right I want that it's game almost like I put you into an arcade and said hey try this out see what you think you guys are both like want <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I want that and, game on PC that that game's all about the environment it creates guys and I Definitely think it's worth a look if you do have a PSVR. And, you know, the crazy thing is I have it on disc, and you can play it without PSVR. If you just want to play the Tetris part, you can, but you're missing out on a whole other side of that game. You are. You are. You're missing out on a whole lot of environment. Um, and then before we, uh, before we get into the discussion in no uh, particular set order... Uh, we revealed that our our ten leading into leading into our top five ten most likely are RimWorld, Into the Breach, Dead Cells, Monster Hunter Worlds, BattleTech, Beat Saber, Spider Man, God of War, Far Cry Five, and Red Dead Redemption Two. So with that, I think we need to start talking. <laughs> Some brown notes. <laughs> What's our candidates brown for brown notes, notes this year, Jason? So our can our leading candidates for the brown notes. 
Conan Exiles. Oh boy, can we just go one by one here? Uh, so, so I here's a crazy thing. I'm the one that played all four well, of these. Hang on, before we get into it, we might as well say them all and then go down the list. I just added one. Conan Exiles. Oh, Fallout seventy six, Sea of Thieves, We Happy Few, and Atlas. And I'm gonna say uh, sorry to TVGP that Sea of Thieves made one of their game of the year lists. Right. Um, Moon Pier, I understand you've had a shitload of fun. I have had the opposite effect on that. Well, see, not everything on this list necessarily has the uh, the deepest of brown note, uh, but Sea of Thieves kind of bounced but off of uh, there, everybody around the table. So there are there are reasons all of these games are on the list. Uh-huh. So we're just gonna go ahead and start the discussion. I'm going to try you know to what? What, keep and, you guys from going off the rails on but it. But last year our our brown note was EA. It was. It, it was. was. It was just like all of EA brown note. EA <laughs> fucked over Mass you know Effect. What? I'm gonna add, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. EA has not improved, and we're gonna add Activision to the list. <laughs> yeah, like, like EA. EA hurt one of my favorite franchises of all time. <laughs> right? Like what the fuck, man? You killed Mass Effect. And you know, on Andromeda wouldn't if, if Andromeda didn't have the title Mass Effect. It wouldn't have been bad. It's just, you know what the worst part about that for me is? It's not the character, the way it was, or some of the brokenness of that game. The worst part about that is there was nothing going to happen after that. And it leaves the story hanging. The story wasn't great. It was an okay start to a new part of the franchise. Right. There's no but, DLC. There's no continuation yeah, of the story. There, no Mass there's Effect. There's nothing happening after that. And the like thing is the game was written as a, a reboot. An yeah. opening... For a to, trilogy. To a whole new series. Yeah. And they screwed it over. Yeah. It's so maddening because that's like Mass Effect 2 is probably one of the best it, games of my opinion But of it didn't time. make the numbers and they had some technical glitches. But, and... but those technical glitches were caused by the fact that EA set unrealistic timelines that BioWare couldn't meet. And, Booyah. And... They didn't finish it before it was out, right? Yeah. And then because of the state it was in, it got review bombed by everybody. Well, I mean, I gave it the, I think, I gave it a pretty damn fair shot. I, I will say I, I I still haven't beaten the game. Uh, and it's because there was a point in the game where uh, I bounced off it so hard and then I was like, what? Yeah, but <laughs> uh, so so let's be fair. So around the table, Rusty played the least amount what? of that game. Oh, because I haven't beaten it? Right. Jason played the most. I went it. back for seconds and thirds. Oh, All right. You're, you're... I had very little issue with that game. And with that, we say the brown note is the most opinionated section of this entire <laughs> case. You betcha. So we're going to get right down into oh, it. Jesus. So let's discuss Conan Exiles. Oh, my. So, so me... you actually played this, right? Yeah, I have it. Okay. Um, I got it on the quasi-cheap. I got it at for like 20 bucks. Jeez, I was interested. Not worth that. I was interested in it. I was. I realized pretty fairly fairly early on that you really needed other people. Yes. Um, yeah. And then there wasn't like it might be better now. Like I might be able to go back into this later. But it's one of those games where the concept is cool. Building the little house and then upgrading to a fortress and all that stuff is cool. But the, there's not really anything to do offline raids raiding people killing people raiding people destroying everything uh, all the work that you put into 
if you're know, somebody put into something. Right. And so for me, I always played single player server. Oh, yeah. And calling gods to do your fucking work for you. But at some point, I and I, somebody who's played this can call me wrong, and that is a very fair statement. But I played this for two solid months on and off and could not make it that fun because it was so fucking grindy. It was super grindy. Everything I've seen of that game, every bit of gameplay I've seen of that game, it just reminded me of a flashier Rust. It it well, <laughs> it's a very similar style game. And, and it's those... similar to even like Ark, but there's not really the same kind of taming mechanism. And I can't right. remember enough of this, but I got so put off with it, I took well, it off my. Download well, right. Let's like I uninstalled I it to the, get more space. The game is outrageous enough that somebody modded a dick slider for it. Oh my I don't God. even care. I don't even care about that. I mean, like it, you, you start off on a cross, like dead in the desert, right? And it seems like it's about to get kind of cool because you're like crawling back to life, and right, and you got to kill these big monsters and things like that. But then it just gets really bland. Yeah, and I. The combat's not bad, but it's not great. And it's the and the, building's not bad, but it's not great. Like, everything about it is incredibly and mediocre. I, what, and I saw there really wasn't much story to it. What bothers me, well, those types of games don't hardly ever have any story. I know, but, but I'm the, just saying, in that universe, it kind of deserves a little bit. Because Conan? Yeah. 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 But... So what bothers me about this game is, well, there's there's two things. I don't play these kinds of games online, and there's there's a reason for that. I mean, the, the offline raids really suck because I don't want to be basically chained to my fucking computer to defend what I've been playing for, you know, at all hours of the fucking night. And believe yeah, me, it turns into I like played, a weird second life. I played Eve, guys. Eve is just that. You have to be basically on fucking call to defend your shit at all hours of the fucking day, you know, because yeah. raids can happen anytime, yep. right? So on top of that, I saw a fucking video of a group of guys that went out and got all the fucking items or whatever fuck that they needed to, to basically one after another fucking call all the fucking gods on, you know, you know on a particular group or clan or whatever fucking fortress, right? You know, and after they were done calling all their gods, it was like 15 fucking minutes of straight fucking carnage. Everything that, that you know, that they had, uh, the, their targets were fucking decimated. Is freaking raised and plowed. Right. Right, and that's like two full, two full days of a crew building that. Well, it was a big fucking fortress. That's what I mean. Like, it would take... A crew, an organized crew, organized by people. It's like somebody. It's like playing paintball, and you build a a rough house, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody takes a bulldozer to it, and then you got to rebuild it, right? It, yeah. No, and so uh, all I needed to see was that. That was you know that that right there is like okay. Well, there's a massive fucking like power exploit that you could fucking do with. A bunch of people who just spent the time farming whatever they needed to farm just to fuck somebody's day well, there's, hard. There's PvE in that, so where you can't, players can't arm your stuff. And then it's, you're playing versus the, you know, the 
enemies in the in the game. Like they'll do a huge raid of you with a whole bunch of like soldiers and shit. That's and and that's fine. But most but most of the time, I'm, you're seeing a bunch of the fucking PvP shit in the offline raids. And sure, there's protections for fucking raiding, and you know, and, and I don't care. None of that shit is fucking you know, you know. I don't want to have to rely on fucking fourteen other fucking people or whatever to help fucking build something up. In Ark, I could do just fine by myself, and it's just fine with another person. Well, but it, the thing with Ark is it's it can be fun with just one person. Right. And I don't believe and, I believe Conan is too grindy to play with just one person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of Ark, mm-hmm. we'll move on to Atlas. Oh. My fucking God, dude. Like, ARC 2.0 is what this is. ARC fucking, like, you know, this is ARC, Sea of Thieves, had a fucking baby, and it was a mutant. Uh, it, was, it was... And you can eat shit and die. Well, you could do that in ARC. I know. They just kind of crossed that over because, well, all they had to do was flip a switch because Atlas is ARC. Would, <laughs> would you have as much of a problem with it if they just called it ARC 2? I think I might not have had a problem with it if they hadn't tried to bill it as a whole new fucking game. You know, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, they're using is Atlas. A kit. Is Atlas supposed to be an art continuation? No, I haven't looked into it as hard as you have. No, because I had some. I had some passing interest in it. You know, Ark isn't. You know, or Atlas and Ark are supposed to be two completely different fucking you know games. You know, two different. You know, two different sets. You know, sure, they're using the same shooter game, you know, tile, you know, basically framework to make this game. That's why they look so fucking similar. You know, if you if you looked at it at the bare minimums, you're doing the same fucking thing you would do in Ark in Atlas. But the problem is that means a lot of the same basic mechanics. You're still gonna put, but but here's the thing: like you can use the same engine and come up with two games. Like, let's let's put this in Bioware perspective, right? Right. Uh, Let's say Dragon Age Inquisitor and Inquisition Inquisition and the uh, most Andromeda, right? Right. Both on Frostbite, both very different tile sets, very both very different character models, Uh very different ways to use your abilities and the way the abilities activate. And the menus are very different, extremely different. Enough to where, oh, yeah, they are two separate games. Oh, yeah. Um, Ark and Atlas are are literally, it's like they just dumped it right on top of Ark. Well, Atlas is more of a mod to Ark, kind of more like the DLC mods, like Arbitration uh, uh, and Extinction and... Uh, it's know, arc with new skins. It's it's essentially or, that. No, they did. I will give it a little bit of credit for trying to add new systems to it, though those systems are kind of shit. Like you know the whole vitamin system and fucking yeah. you know that was dumb. If, you know what I think it is. I think the thing with Atlas and trying to release it this early, they'd have been better off cleaning it up. You could still build it with the same engine, like we're talking about, right? Right. Clean it up, pull out all the old menus, pull out the system about eating shit and die, like those kinds of things, right? Pulling out all that stuff that really is part of Ark, and then just starting to build the game and then giving it two or three months. Like the build they've given to people to purchase right now is literally what you give to Q&A and say, does this concept work? Right. And, and it's, it's like, like a okay, quick, we it's had... like a quick build you put for a convention. You say, "Hey, we just threw this on top of the old engine. Right. This is the concept we're going for. What do you guys think?" This is it's too all early. It is is a fucking concept. 
we're not going to be using this specific style. It's just going to be, this is the idea that we have, but we had an engine that was pre-built that could run it. So here, here, try the concept, not the game. But it's it's left a really bad taste in your mouth at this Ugh, point. I can't fucking, I, I can't recommend it at all. You know, and the reason why I can't recommend it and the reason why I have, I have finally uninstalled all of ARC is because... This is an obvious fucking like grab for your fucking wallet. Yeah. It really is. Like they, oh. they, they, oh. they spent enough time trying to build this as a brand new fucking game that they were trying to hide the fact that they were using essentially the you know the entirety of the base arc experience. <clears throat> and when a fucking streamer decided that they were going to fuck around and try to break it, he found the fucking arc menus in the game. They didn't even bother pulling out the fucking arc menus from the game. It is, it is arc. You no. can't fucking say that. I would say, I would and, say and this: of of all the articles I've read, all the review videos I've seen for this game, uh, Rusty's kind of right. I mean, the as far as the general re- reviewing media, they're pretty well split on this game. You know, so it's not like Rusty's the only one condemning it here. Yeah, it's um, it's just um, if if they had actually went about it in a different way, say this is a different kind of arc well, that actually has an ocean. Boom! I, I would I have been fucking on board. May have actually had a push from somewhere. To get another game out, I don't see in, how in Ark's vein. I don't, I don't see it how. I mean, could it's... come from anywhere, from investors or anyone. But, but, mm, well, just well, just say there are issues with Atlas. The 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 um, existence of Atlas is the issue, unfortunately. So with nobody that, asked for it. I didn't even think about it. But I mean, nobody asked for this game. <laughs> with that, Sea of Thieves. So. Very similar, actually. Uh, Atlas and Sea of Thieves having a very similar uh, premise, uh, kind of a piratey feel to it. Um, Sea of Thieves started out really bad. Really bad. Like, it bounced off of a lot of people. Because there wasn't anything to it. There were also quite a few technical glitches from the start, which which they have fixed. Honestly, the... It really lacks a sense of purpose. It does. Yeah. Like it's. Well, it did. Um, it, it did even more when it first released. Like it was fun for a few hours when it first released. Well, and it's fun from w- what I can see because I could never get anybody to play it with me because went on at the same time as Moonpeer probably. Oh, right. But pi- piloting, driving, uh, s- sailing. A ship, piloting, driving, sailing, sailing is what you're you gonna do get on the there sea. eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll row it out. But yeah, sailing a ship in Sea of Thieves by yourself was weird. Well, you have to a lot of running. You around. have to yeah, you have to disengage from the uh, from the wheel and go over to the sail lines and you know and set the and sails a, right. I had a limited experience with it, and then I sank like, my ship into the waves. And I will say, coolest looking water i've seen ever oh yeah no uh, I, the water looks great but like everything that i saw to do was just wasn't there like i just 
I'm, it might be fun with people, and obviously there are people that have had fun with it. If TVGP made it yeah. one of their game of the years, there's some other people that it didn't bounce off or persevere through it. But I don't have a tolerance. I kind of have to. I have to get into something, and then it has to. I have to lock into a system on it. Right. Well, this this game would definitely be better with friends, but unfortunately, that's kind of a cop out for last year as well. This whole better with friends. Yeah. Thing. Um, it, it is. It was a common cop-out for a lot of games throughout the year. Um, but also, really, there's no real sense of direction in that game once you do get into it. E- even if you do have a group, it's kind of aimless. You just kind of get onto a boat, and then you kind of go, and yeah. then you find what, whatever you want. Which I now, understand add- technically, technically, by the spirit of things, is very piratey in a, in and of itself. You're supposed to... Like, but find your way. There's not really any true objectives, etc. They did there's add other, quests. There's other games that do that quite well. I mean, I've put another 50 hours in Seven Days to Die in the last month or so. Right, and, right. and it, that objective is survive, and the objective is really build a build a base. And like we've got a good system. I I've, I've got points into scavenging, so I'm doing that. TJ has points into building. Um, the other guy has points into mining, but. They've yeah. all got some cross points. And- or like even a few releases ago when we all were playing together a couple of years ago, we had a system set up. Yeah. Rusty was back crafting. The rest of us go out and scavenge what we could. <laughs> well, we're at a point and right we now build. where we have, a, we have an army. Of, we have a truck and an army of motorcycles. And so I can go pretty far, go raid things, come back out, go bring new crap back. And then we just I'm the guy that does that. I usually take a buddy with me, but like I'm having plenty of fun. I usually take the four by four, yeah. um, which drives really weird. But anyways, <laughs> um, I want to uh, talk about uh, We Happy Few for a second. Okay, so we do need to. I'm going to say I'm looking at it right now. My Steam library and it says 10.4 hours on record, not installed. And <laughs> n- number four on the list. Just so everybody knows, We Happy Few. Well, it's just that was the order we listed in. Um, we Happy Few is one of those games where I really wanted to like this. When I initially played it, it had a pretty cool concept, and it then it fell really flat. So well, the, and it, what, it, what the game is, or what it was started off as, is, is a game that you scavenge material, and you snuck around to complete objectives that were created in a radiant quest system type thing to get you to the next area. Right. Um, and it wasn't bad. It had a cool art style and things to do. It's, it's not a... Completely broken game. It is a supremely boring game. It is an incredibly boring game. The combat is shit, super shit. Um, the storyline is not engaging. The voice acting is pretty on spot, on point. But the you have to take joy to see the world through a different, basically through rose colored glasses, right? right? And that lets you have access to things because you have to have joy in your system to get through different areas of the town. Uh, at least the first couple of towns that I was in, but then you develop an addiction to it, and you can only you it has drawbacks. Right. So you're taking psychedelics. Right. It's, it's and if you take drawbacks. too much, it's gonna it's gonna fuck you up. And you you have joy overdose dose, and then you have to go get a cure for that before you can really do too much else. But the game was literally just like a lot of really boring fetch quests with just some really basic sneaking, like no real sneaking mechanic, like a Dishonored or something like that. Uh It's literally just stay out of line of sight from the cone of vision that they have. And that's literally all it was. And I thought I was going to have some fun with it, and I tried really hard, 
And then I just, I at a certain point, I was like, what am I, why do I own this game? <laughs> About 10.4 hours. I, was, like, I was like, why? oh, shit, this was, me and Holly got this a long time ago thinking it'd be cool when it was in stupid early access and then it was nothing. And we're like, oh, we'll just wait till it full releases. And I'm just, oh, such mm. a bummer. Mm. Yeah. Well, and also, I had such high expectations because it was almost like a had this whole Bioshock vibe going for it because of the it had a dystopian similar, London thing. Yeah, fairly similar art right. style. And so. but it just fell so flat. Well, and, so flat. And let's also face it: some of that was was expectation set by the studio. It was some of the things they told us about it. Some of the early video they showed us of it. Some of the early gameplay actually was pretty fun. Yeah, and then now it's well, boring. not only that, but some of the some of the early gameplay actually looked a whole lot more engaging than what we ended up with. I need you to go get me some chopsticks, but you can't be seen by anybody. So just just so you know, oh, take these psychedelics. Well, with with, you. with the stealth mechanic being yeah. such a high focus on that game, and there being no stealth mechanic. Stealth is a high focus, yet we have really no stealth mechanic. Yeah. Um, to to me, this felt more on a just from watching video and reviews. This felt a whole lot more to me like a thief situation. Oh God, thief was really bad too. And I like the thing about <laughs> that creeper hands. <laughs> yeah, creeper hands. Creeper hands. But thief was similar, right? Like they're just. Big open world, cool. Now, that had at least cool movement mechanics and a cool style to it. And We Happy Few has a decent style to it. But it just left you with very little to do. And that's kind of We Happy Few. It's They changed fundamentally changed it to trying to yeah. be a little bit action-focused. And they didn't have the mechanics for it laid out very right. well. And it then it just fell really flat. Well, it seems like it had a it, – it went through some, uh, some different st- – uh, development stages. So they were trying something, and then they decided. It seems like they decided to go with something else. Oh, they went like yeah. this is the vision of the game, and at some point they went took a left turn and said we're changing the direction of the game one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and then they just left some of the systems in there, and, and it's the like they ran out of they, money and right. inspiration, and they're like, well, this is what we got. <laughs> well, yeah. we cobbled it together. Uh, don't mind the duct tape. It's uh, finished. <laughs> it's finished. It. it it, it's finished. It, it doesn't crash, so therefore it works, right? Yeah, I mean, it didn't really crash. I didn't have any issues running the game. <laughs> so then going back to duct tape, we'll duct move tape. on to our last brown note, <laughs> Fallout 76. I'm going to sit here for a second, <sighs> and so, I'm going to – I'll provide rebuttal and probably more agreeance with you than you realize. So Fallout 76 – um, I think that this is top tier, the most fucking disappointment that could have come out of last year. It was supposed to be good. It was supposed to be what most people wanted from a Fallout game was just more Fallout, right? Just be able to get into this. And it would have been great if they had just went and made this Fallout 5 and just left it as a single player experience. But no, they had to go and fuck with the whole, you know, the, the whole setup. They decided, oh, we're going to make it multiplayer. Oh, we're going to make it a fucking multiplayer survival. Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to throw some semblance of PvP in there, even though it's 
kind of wonky. Uh, and and not give you a true Fallout story, like in-depth Fallout story. They take out all the fucking NPCs and they're like, okay, yeah. we're going to go ahead and just tell the story based off of, of you know, a bunch of audio logs and whatever and, and sometimes some robots that you can interact with. But my major issue with this, this entire this is thing. Like, this thing feels to me like a multiplayer Fallout shelter in the Fallout 4 engine. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's kind I of where... I don't really agree with that, but I'll just uh, well, let it slide. Where I'm going to go no, with I, it... I'm I'm saying that just like on a pure basic basic level of what you are doing. It's not, it's, it's not Fallout Shelter because Fallout, Fallout Shelter, Shelter is, is a pure get cash grab. Right. That is that is a symptom of the, the underlying problem. Okay. Fallout Shelter, Fallout 76 has some similar issues with it. And it's mainly has to do with the who, is pub, who is publishing it right now. And that's why I wanted to add Activision to the list here. I'm going to, you know, I'm still saying Activision didn't publish it. uh, What? uh, It's Activision Blizzard, right? Am I not? Am I fucking going crazy right now? You really are. You are. It's Bethesda. Bethesda. Activision Blizzard is literally a whole different studio. What am I fucking saying? So, anyway, there is. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, but Bethesda isn't fucking, you know, is still on the fucking hook on this right now. So, recent fucking news. Have you seen the new fucking thing that they put up in the fucking store? No. You can buy a Fallout 76 blue leather jacket with a gold 76 on the back of it for $276 or some fucking weird goddamn... You can buy a lot of expensive ass collectibles on there. What? So that was way prior to that. You could buy like these fucking like pewter power armor statue things for like four hundred bucks. Yeah, but why? That's, a, that's for rich people. But why? That's, I mean, nobody's forcing you to buy that. Well, no, nobody's forcing you to buy that. But nobody's there, forcing you to buy there, for, uh, buy items a, either. Right? There's a lot you don't of need to buy the items. there's a lot of Fallout fans out there living in grandma's basement who have nothing else to spend their money on. Uh, let's let's. Let's yeah. let's take this out of grandma's bag. So, no, 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 I'm I'm no, no, it's okay. I want to I want to put this in perspective. Right. Who is a person who will buy stuff like this? You, Trent. Oh. Oh yeah. You don't. No. What he you will. don't know. He will. So Trent is not on here to play. Trent also played the game with me. Right. But yeah. Trent is also the only other person besides me and Casey that's as big a Fallout fan. Trent has the statues. He has like all sorts of that kind of shit, and that's fine. But um, but I'm just saying there are people. I'm Trent's one of my best friends. Trent buys a lot of collectible you, anything. You guys, if it's are, Resident Evil, if it's Fallout, if it's some kind of like crazy uh, Cthulhu anything, Trent has spent yeah. thousands of dollars on crazy no, shit. Trent makes us all look like look like beginners when it comes to the whole collectible thing. Though I will say. All three of but you he coll- probably none of us would buy the Fallout jacket all, though. Because all it looks three dumb. of you collectively though, Trent, you and Casey, all are about as crazy about Fallout collectibles as I am and always have been with Star Wars. Uh, well, what I'm getting at is I I understand where that's coming from, but to me, 
Rusty, that's bandwagoning with the whole thing, right? Like, I don't feel like that's a part of the argument. There's um, other points that you have that are going to be valid. Well, but I okay. don't feel like all that is so, right now is I'm just saying that was just that. news. That right. was that was just news. That was, that was just some, news. But I'm going to let's to my stick to the game. To my counterpoints for a lot of this, and this ties in with the rest of the year. This ties in. I'm going to bring in Bart's Tale to this, okay? Because Bart's Tale had some similar issues. Bart's Tale being made by the original creator of Fallout, now not associated with Fallout. Who's made other good games, and Bart's Tale ended up being one of my games that I, was one of my honorable mentions. But when it released, had some pretty epic bugs. Okay. Um, bugs that kept me from finishing the game. The nice thing about In Exile is that you could directly email you email them, and they will email you back and be like, oh, that's a really good point. We haven't tested that part yet because they didn't have a very big Q&A team when they mm-hmm. released it. That's fine. And they went back and fixed it on the next patch. Like I literally saw the note in the patch that directly related to the email that I sent them because I couldn't find it on the internet anywhere. I was like, well, thank huh. you, Brian Fargo. Yeah, I appreciate you. But a lot of what happened in that game released and, and for the first a lot. month. It's a lot of that why Microsoft looked at it in Exile, too. Right. But, right. but going back, though, I'm, the reason I'm bringing this into this argument is part of that sensationalism of the Internet, which followed rightfully and wrongfully so with um, what was the big game, that space game that we all love to hate and love to love sometimes, uh, the other game made by No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yes. Right. <laughs> so you remember that game, when it released, was a broken fucking mess, and we... Played it and then got bored with it, right? And then we played it again. You had a decent amount of fun with it way later. We yes, we way all later. tried to play it. And yeah, initially it was garbage, and, and then it turned into pretty decent, all right stuff. I put 40 hours into the original release of New And Man's then Sky. another 40 later after they fixed literally everything. And Apparently. they spent a real long time trying to dig themselves out of that. Yes. And it was a managing expectations thing. And then with Bard's Tale, there was a lot of people that complained about the bugs and talked about nothing else with the game. And then there was people managing their expectations because Bard's Tale was not exactly like the original game and didn't have anything the same. And then the responses from the studio was like, no, 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 this this was supposed to be different. Like way different. The 3D version of this, where you're, this is what we came up with, right? Right. And where, then, and and it got the mixed review rating for about a solid right. month before it dug itself out of that hole. Right. right. Well, and a lot of people went into this expecting a, uh, should we say more of a, a text-based puzzle game, like the original. Yeah, and I'm really glad it wasn't. Okay. And. Why are you going to do that in today's environment? Well, the crazy thing is on top of that, they released remastered versions of all three, which I have now, too. Okay. But what I'm getting at, the point I'm tying with that all together is it was reviewed based on weird expectations, right? And here's I'm going to tie into some truth of what you said, right? Managing expectations of the game itself. Did it meet the expectations I expected? That is a firm no. Right. That is a firm no. And most people talking about but, 76. But 76, yeah. there was a really popular point. Now, remember that YouTubers are paid per view, right? right? Remember that a lot of – here's what was going on. When that game released and there was a broken fucking mess at first, right? And it's not as much a broken fucking mess right now. It is very playable. But I'm going to say when it released, there was a very popular thing to hate on. And still going through, like like I've got – you put those on my Twitter, right? Like I read updates. Mm-hmm. You have a handful of people – and I did an experiment because I wanted to figure out really where this was coming from. Okay. Do you play the game or do you like to bandwagon and hate? 
And so I literally, the nice thing is most people that have a handle on Twitter also have the same handle on PlayStation or Xbox or Steam. And so so I took 10 people people and looked them up. And I literally found one person out of negative reviews or comments on there that actually played the game. And I found nine people that were bandwagoning. And that bandwagoning material is the part that pisses me off. Okay. Now, I can agree with that. So... I will, full disclosure, I will shit on this game having never played a fucking minute of it. And I will tell you why. Because I don't necessarily want to buy into a fucking game that I know is shit. And there's a reason, and there's a different, I have a different method of actually researching games. I don't generally, you know, take everything from YouTube as, you know, 100% accurate. Because you don't get a you know, uncut experience on YouTube. Most of the time they're going to fucking edit all of the shit that they've run into all together into a fucking 10 minute video. And you're going to see 10 minutes of nothing but dog shit. This is all the problems that I had in my fucking 15 hours worth of play session condensed down to 10 minutes and you're going to get concentrated bullshit. Yeah. You know, Twitch is no, the same that, way though. No, Twitch is not the same way. It's because unedited, you're, but you're still paid more. So, the well, thing about Twitch I, I is... I agree with that, but you're actually watching them play the game real time versus watching, watching edited gameplay. So, for example, when I watched... When I watched gameplay of this on Twitch, deciding whether or not to buy into the game, I saw some of those glitches happen in real time. I saw some of the... Crashing. Crashing and some of the broken multiplayer play... From from when it first launched, and and I will concede, I know that they've they've fixed most of that. My main issues again for the game, when we discussed the game in full a few weeks ago, was that it's for me not being as much of a Fallout fan as a lot of people out there. For me, it doesn't have a lot of those same things that you typically get in a Fallout game that pull you into it there's no story there's no story depth there is um, used to be pretty good at story what the hell honestly they haven't they've Um, they've at least put something in there i i i understand that uh there's uh you know the it's just the universe itself doesn't necessarily tend itself to multiplayer Without a direction. Now, if, for example, you could take Fallout 4 and say, for example, one of your people's playing the main player and you could have your friends jump in playing the companion, the companion party. Okay. I'd be fine with that. But base building in and of itself is not enough on its own in this franchise for me. That's But that's where for I'm going to tell you from somebody who's played it and enjoyed parts of it. Okay. There's a reason it was a time sink. The time sink wasn't because I was hate-fucking it for 150 hours. Well, I mean... No. No, and it wasn't just me having fun with Casey, because I generally did have fun with Casey, even though Casey's slow as shit in this game. <laughs> the... Yes, our thing's fun the, with, the with lo- friends. The looting. Fun with friends. The looting drag was real. The fun, looting drag was real. Fun with I friends. I had more fun by myself, but there was a different kind of fun I had with Casey. And I 
would have fun with Casey literally doing anything. Well, that's, but yeah. I had fun with Trent, <laughs> but really the fun on that was mostly just showing off what you had. Um, and going and uh, killing hard things together was fun. But okay. the killing things in here's when you could. No, I I haven't had any issue with that. Okay. That's that's I don't have that issue of like being able to kill something. I don't legitimately have that. I like I said, I sunk I sunk some hate fuck hours in the early hours of that trying to get it done and actually seeing what was going on and then realizing this is pretty fucking broken and then trying to persevere through that a little bit and then stopping for a while and coming back later when me and Casey and Trent wanted to play. The the gameplay loop wasn't simply build the base because the base turned into my modular storage house that I plopped in different places to have a fast access point. That way you could pack it up into a suitcase and take it with you and then just drop it off in, you know, in other places. Well, and then I would show off what I had that was cool. But like a lot of the quest design was fine. Here's my problem with Fallout. Okay. And, and I'll explain that. Okay. So right now where I'm stuck with the game is I'm stuck in a Diablo type loop, which in and of itself is not bad. It's nuke the world, go into high level zone, get cool loot. Right, which is kind of where I'm at right now. But that's the end, and they didn't finish it. And that's the same place I was kind of like with The Division several years ago no when it first game. Re- And where they dropped the ball for me, which is a different place, being a player in the game, is the vaults are inaccessible. And that's a really big issue for oh, me. But they're going to open them up later on. That, but they should have waited another four or five months. I think, but, honestly, if they'd have taken this game, there's gonna there'd be some brokenness with the there's no NPCs. You get past that pretty quick. Like that, you end up doing the same things in Fallout that everybody I'm else does. Right. And I was listening to another podcast where we had a similar split. Right. One group really hating it, and one group liking it. Right. right. And one guy was like, "But I like." going into a Fallout game and simply picking up all the copper and shooting shit. And that's kind of me, right? Like, I also do a lot of that in Seven Days to Die. But where Fallout should have picked up the buck was giving a little bit more direction in the quest and, like, not just lot Like, this, to me, still could be fun if me and Casey do dungeon grinds, essentially, in the vaults. If I was doing some of that... That would be more fun, and that's why I've stopped playing right now is that. It's not – the brokenness is on a level that was higher than Fallout 4. I will acknowledge that. It was on a way that it was really bad when it came to the PC launch was extremely bad. Um, there were issues with the frame rate and tying this together, and it is a really weird, fantastic experiment <laughs> that did not quite go the way they wanted it to. Well, Todd Howard <sighs> made – some incredible promises with this being the best thing since sliced bread, and that's yeah. was a bad, well, and a I bad feel, play on Tom Howard. I feel Todd like Howard's if part. we if we were to wrap all of this up and tie a I'm bow even, around it, I'm not even done yet, and tie a bow around it. All right, before we tie a bow around it, finish your rant. Good, thank you. I was going to kick your ass if you tried to shut me up. The so there's a couple other things. I mean, outside of the fucking gameplay itself. I mean, the gameplay, sure. Any game that comes out that that has day one bugs, they eventually you know get resolved or worked on or whatever. Because you're not going to catch everything, and I get that. You're not going to have a perfect game oh, fucking day one. It's, but I'm it's I'm not disagreeing happened. with you on that. So. I, I can forgive some of the the bugs. What I have issue with is uh, is the tech that they put behind it. 
uh, is essentially the Fallout 4 engine. It's the same fucking engine. Yeah. Uh, and I have a rebuttal for that. Yeah, I know you. I I know you and your fucking you. re, uh, your so engine I'm, I'm gonna put a pin in that. What's your other? Uh, so the uh, the tying of the fucking frame rate to the fucking speed of the game was was an asinine fucking idea. I, I know that they fixed that, but to, to think that it shipped with that kind of an exploitable fucking bug is insane. Uh, and the other thing which. I believe is probably the worst fucking thing that's happened in the last couple of years, which kind of exploded with 76 and it's continuing on with, you know, with newer games now is the fucking, you know, premium early access, quote unquote, beta access for games. I won't disagree it's with not that. The, it's not that Fallout 76 was the first game that did it. It's the first game that it blew up in their fucking face. And then, you know, the fact that it's two weeks before the game, you can't call it a beta. You can't. If you it was call three it, or four months ahead of time, that would have been a little better. You know, you can't fucking call that a beta and and get away with it. Now, uh, you know what's you know who did that right recently? And I don't know if you guys have played it. There's a 30 minute demo of Resident Evil 2 yes. remake. Yes. That was done right. That was. And that's an example of it doing they, doing it right. They call it a demo. And, and they scraped away a lot of story stuff. And if you remembered most of what to do in Resident and Evil 2. just nailed it down to pure gameplay. I didn't play. get all the way through it. I, you know, I ran right. out of time. But, like, I played it and had some fun with it and remembered some of the puzzles. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it's scary as shit right now. Right. Yeah, it's but, way scarier than it ever so was. So that, that is an example of a demo done right. And then, then there is... You know, just recently, in fact, it just happened today, Anthem's VIP early access demo is what they called it. I'm excited uh, for that game, but I'm not taking part of that. So so that actually fell fucking hard. They, they bounced off the pavement a couple times. Uh, so this is, this is what, what came out of this, and I think that's what stuck in my head uh, with the whole Activision thing earlier. Um, you know, uh, and Activision, EA, and all the fucking, you know, all of the fucking brainchilds behind fucking big fucking company, you know, big releases like this. What, uh, what is happening is now they're fucking getting wise to the wording and they're saying, oh, well, this is a demo, uh, of a build that we had six weeks ago. So what you're playing, you're going to be playing isn't the final release. It's probably going to have some bugs in it that we've already resolved, and, and you know, for the final release, sure, it, you know, sure, it's coming out in about a month or so. Uh, but just rest assured that some of the stuff that you're experiencing now so is how is bad is the anthem demo? So hurting. the so uh, it, it 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 failed to launch for a while. Uh, so it was supposed to come in. I didn't stay up late enough to be able to see it because it came out in the afternoon today. Uh, and I guess their servers were not ready for it. They were, their servers were definitely not ready for it because people they were, got flooded. They they weren't able to actually get into the game, and when they did Apparently, get into the game, not a whole lot of people heard the call to arms last week <laughs> to start pre-downloading. Uh, well, so the download broke well, the server too. So it was they didn't more have that of the on connection. A separate server. It's more of the connection to the server and the matchmaking stuff. 
they were having a major issue actually getting matchmaking to work right. Uh, and they were having even more issues getting all the platforms to be able to access the game. Well, and there's a big difference between – and they have the money to have a QA team of probably like 200 people, right? Well, so if – But 200 people does not equate the same as like 50,000 people. Right. Yeah. And you don't know how many people – I mean, they have the numbers for how many people pre-ordered it and how many have keys and whatnot. But, I mean, at that point when they when they opened up the servers – they hadn't even activated the uh, the friends and family key that you know the VIPs get, uh, so it was just the people who pre-ordered, just those accounts, uh, and the servers weren't ready for it, which isn't a good sign, you know. But bringing it back to seventy six, I mean, seventy six was you know was you know kind of opened up prior to the actual release day for those people who had pre-ordered the game, uh, and. This just goes to reinforce what I've, you know, I've adopted this last year is never, ever, 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 ever pre-order a fucking game anymore because you don't know what you're going to get. Even if they give you access to the fucking game, it could be what 76 had done when saying, hey, this is the fucking game. It's a break it early test because it was already broken when you got it. So you can't really break it any further, right? I think it's... I fundamentally, I think there's an issue with, especially any game that has a multiplayer element of allowing early access to the game and allowing game progress. Well, Anthem doesn't carry. I know Anthem doesn't have that. And they stated that specifically. And I think that's a, a wise move, but the 76 did where your progress carries over into the official launch. Right. Well, it, yeah. Anthem did not. Anthem does does not have that. They stated that up front. Your gameplay is not going to carry over into the official launch. But like with 76, people who had early access... Already were ahead. They were already ahead, and I think that's a major failure of the game, too. If they were able to actually stay connected to the servers for the entire time. I think the funniest thing about 76 is, is... uh, it's actually kind of uh, kind of poetic. The first time a nuke was dropped, it actually nuked the server. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there, I mean, that was that. But considering nukes are a uh, you know a major component of the end game for seventy six, yeah. if more than one nuke is dropped at a time and it fucking but crashes the server, you I think end up overall back. Ba- balancing what both of y'all are saying and putting a little bit of a bow on seventy six. Mm-hmm. 76, again, is an example of failed failure to meet the expectations that you're setting yourself through the words that you speak and the videos that you show people. It When there was a little bit of an expectation going into 76 and they stated it themselves and then they lock them, was the vaults. You know, you're going to come out one vault and be able to pretty much immediately explore others. And in all the other vaults that you had in all the other games, like that was kind of a objective, so to speak. Like even if you went off the beaten path, you go in the vault and you would basically initiate a quest by going in the vault. And that turned into a thing, which is actually one of the reasons I like um, New Vegas so much. Right, Exploring the vaults is a big part of that story. There was a big part of the story that was explained as to what happened with that vault and why it failed. Like all the vaults fail. Right. 
That's just, each vault had a a, a miniature um, story to it. All, all of them had a failed science experiment, right? Yeah. Well, well I mean, that's all the faults were. And they I, were different science experiments. And there's literally one <laughs> additional vault you can go into that ties into the main story, right? Uh, two, but like it's just that part's not enough. The there's genuine fun to be had, but I, if I'm going to be very honest, right, and I'm being as honest as possible. Am I going to continue to play this? Yeah, but not right now. I'm probably going to play it again after they finish the game, and I feel like that's where it's at. Um, it was like, to me, so far, it's been like a, despite everything Rusty has said, has been a fern early access experiment, mm. but it wasn't built as an early access experiment, and that's where I'm at with They're it. They're building it as a, a full, full, release. full release game that but, is still an early access. But the hate that it's getting, though, is the, nitpicking everything to death. Even when you see the sensationalism of the hate no, is a headline. I can I can see the fact that you know what you're seeing in reviews and YouTube videos and things like that is the condensed bullshit of the game. You're not getting the full experience of the game. And I and it's I watched, really not for everybody. And, and I watched. I, I I would say that I watched maybe. 10, 12 hours worth of gameplay from, you know, from a couple Twitch, you know, people's perspective. And one person was having problems with, you know, with the connection issues and he was having a really weird fucking bug where he was, you know, basically stuck in geometry. Um, And uh, the other guy was having problems with VATS and VATS being as different as it is, you know, in Fallout 76. And I'm Uh, that weird guy that has a pistol build that works with vats yeah. that I'm headshotting everything right and and people have to kind of basically work around it and then uh there was a guy that you know that spent probably a half an hour just going through all the fucking cosmetic stuff you know and saying you know this isn't worth it this isn't worth it this isn't worth it this isn't worth it and I'm like but, well you know if you're buying cosmetics that's fine but here's the thing like a lot of the the major there's some truth to some of the major gripes right and I'm saying it because I'm the defender of the game. And the reason I'm trying to kind of harp on what I feel is real and what is not real. And I feel what is real has to do with managing expectations with the game, with the way they did that was wrong. Huh. Um, I feel like the way that they presented the game as finished was wrong. But I don't feel like I keep saying, is this going free to play? Well, it's not really. It's sort of an MMO. The, There's no they reason. They already told you. They already said that it's not going to go free to play. Right. The thing with the cards, like they're just random loot rolls. Like it's, it's not a big deal. That. And the cards is not a big deal. The card actually, the cards actually do some cool shit because you can switch your builds on the fly, right? Um, instead of paying a respect cost. And, and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but a different. The different shooting is the yeah. same as any other Fallout game, essentially, aside from the Vats thing being different. It, the, in fact, the shooting in this game looks very much like Fallout Four. The you know, the building works better and quicker than it did in four, and that's fine. You know, it, but the, it's the just game the, does look better. It, I know you have serious disagreements with that, but the, it's, but it does have a completely different way that it's rendering things. So I know this is going into your, you know, your engine rebuttal that you know that uh, that you've what do you already think, thrown what do you at think me. Doom Eternal's being built on. I, I bet it looks a whole lot like it does look a whole lot like Doom. Well, yes, but the fucking Doom engine worked. And that was the thing is Doom never really required a, its community to fix its graphical problems. 
Whereas well, the, the Bethesda has pretty much since fucking since oh, fuck like Oblivion fucking Morrowind fucking back even that fucking far, the people were always getting into the fucking creation engine and trying to tweak it so that you can get better resolution on the textures or uh or add different you know uh, add different skins to weapons or even just create completely new weapons or you know in the case of Skyrim basically recreating the entire fucking game if they wanted to you know the 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 hands of the modding community has been in Bethesda games since Bethesda opened the door for them to do so. And the fact that Fallout 76 basically shut the door in their faces and said, no, you can't, uh, is, you know, is a, it's kind of a you know, slap in the face to those people who have spent that much time with Bethesda games that pretty much know the creation engine just as well, well as the, uh, as do, the, and, to the, the credit of modders, not to the detriment of Bethesda, it's helped bring some life to older games. It does. But I like the Skyrim VR experience right now with mods is pretty fucking sharp. But when was the last time you played a Bethesda game without them? I mean, honestly, I always play them with mods just because there's extra shit to do. Right. But that's the thing. I mean, if you played like the, the vanilla, you know, the vanilla version of Skyrim, which and I did. I a long did time ago. I did. I played it on fucking Xbox. It was the vanilla <clears> version <throat> of Skyrim. It was all right. wasn't wasn't super pretty by any means. I didn't play it on PC, but I mean, it was playable. It you know, it had its quirks. I mean, you still got launched into the fucking sky by giants and shit. And and I thought, well, that's one of those bugs that becomes a feature thing, right? But uh, the 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 game is, you know, is arguably better. When you have the modder support and the modders actually fixing some well, of the and, problems, and I mean, how many times that you've have you installed the unofficial bug patch for fucking New Vegas? Well, any and, of the games, honestly, or any of the games. I'm not really. conceding that fact. Well, in fact, I'm doing something crazy that is probably unexpected by you, and giving this a brown note, even though I'm going to continue to play it. it is, well, it, I mean, it deserves it, every it, fucking brown note it, it gets. Yeah. It it has reasons to have that. Some so, of the same reasons you have, but more on the fact that it was released as a game that was finished and ready to go. And it's so not, and it's still working and it's on still it. Still working on it. Well yeah. it went No Man's so, Sky and they should never have gone No Man's Sky. Don't full, it, don't go full No Man's Sky. Don't go full No Man's Sky. <laughs> so with that said, now is the time where we take our brown notes and we decide from our brown notes, well, what do we want to consider was the most overhyped? Honestly, we it's not even just the overhype. It's just the overall experience. I, I genuinely think We Happy Few is a worse game, although We Happy Few did not generate hours of discussion on this show. No. And, and, yeah. and honestly, I mean, considering the amount of time that, you, you know, that- We Happy Few is literally so boring that I uninstalled it and will never touch it again and will hide it from my library because I feel like it is unsavable. <laughs> I don't feel like Fallout 76 is unsavable, but I feel like right now, based on what it did this year, based on how it generated a lot of negative press for Bethesda and how they reacted incredibly 
poorly to poorly that. Poorly to almost everything. They're, they're like PRs. they did themselves zero favors. They should fire all the PR people. I'm sorry, and you should do other jobs. The PR, uh, the PR they disaster fucked that fucking '76 uh, was. I mean, with the canvas bag and the fucking well, the canvas bag was dark and the fucking you know. There's a bunch of fucking things like all that some stuff questionable was... shit that they're just. Yeah, but all that sh- through all that shit was just gasoline on the fire. Like if this had been Fallout Four, who genuinely received either rave reviews or poor reviews, right? And it had the it. same shit, right? Like it would have been equally as bad. But if had Fallout Four had been a bad game with this stuff on top of it, then it would have been really poor. Now, are there worse yeah. Fallout games? I will absolutely say yes. Um, but this um, out of the modern games is yeah. clearly the contender for the. Right. So worst execution. So, so I I put it as my you know my most overhyped and biggest disappointment because not necessarily the core gameplay. I mean, if everything worked, the core gameplay would be perfectly fine. I think that everything would you know it wouldn't have been nearly as a bad of a launch uh, and a, as bad of a game and wouldn't be nearly as review bombed as it is if everything worked. The problem is, is that they didn't. It didn't work, and they the and Bethesda in their fucking weirdest fucking moves that they've possibly could, basically threw the fucking blindfold on and said, "Yeah, it works, guys. Buy more." Well, it it's it just oh, it got to a point where literally anything negative Bethesda got tied to that game. Didn't matter what it was. Just like you started off with the jacket being tied to that bam. That the jacket on its own, if the jacket had said Fallout and released for $276, said, well, that's a silly thing to do. Right? <laughs> right. We don't, none of us I'm never yeah. going to buy it. Well, right? I'm... I'm it's going just, to say it's, if my girlfriend bought it for me, they'd be like, "That would be a silly yeah. idea." You know, it, I'm not going to wear it's this. Just, uh, the, I mean, I, I brought up the jacket just as news. Uh, I can tell you though that the internet has responded pretty harshly to the whole fucking jacket thing. But I mean, we've talked about it last year almost continuously. That the internet the last couple of years is nothing but a bunch of hate monging griefers. Well, considering we're on the internet, uh, <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying, um, um, <laughs> I mean, so, we have to really think about this here. <laughs> I think it deserves most overhype, mostly because of what Bethesda was saying about it versus what we got. And how, and and how let, they did it. Let's to be, let's be on, let's be honest. Nobody really expected much from from Conan. I mean, it wasn't. Can I, can I put something? I'm these. You guys may disagree with me. Okay. So I say it goes in brown note because I feel like it fits all the things for a brown note. But I feel like We Happy Few belongs in totally biased worst game because it is literally the worst thing on my <laughs> PC. I I can actually you can, you can do that because you're you're the only one that actually bought into that and tried hard. Right? I don't even know if it recorded my gameplay from earlier, but I played it for a couple hours in his room. I was like, there's nothing to do. Wow. That first scene was cool. And then I tried again and I was like, this might be all right. I and I tried and I tried. I was like, I'm so bored. Like I would it's ten o'clock at night and I usually stay way up playing games. And I was getting tired and I was like, Why oh, this game just sucks so bad. It just it sucks, sucks so, so, bad. so bad. It's sucking the energy it's sucking my life right. force out. <laughs> well, and I will say that I will and say this of, of our other brown notes. Uh, um, that would be contenders for this. I think uh, that really falls on Atlas. I mean, Conan Exiles really didn't. 
it's not like they didn't deliver what they promised. It's just an incredibly mediocre right? game. It's just incredibly mediocre. And Atlas isn't um, finished yet. You can't give it for worst game yet. You can't really. Yeah, so I put and, it down as a brown note because, yeah, it released last year. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has a, you know, it, it, it was very obvious from the get go what it was. It is unfinished, and that's why I think we happy few uh, edges it out. Well, and I feel uh, like and I feel like there's some role, genuine fun in some of those other games that can be had, mm-hmm, whereas right. in we happy few, no genuine fun can be had. And um, <laughs> because you can't for, have fun with uh, fun with friends, right? And for Fallout <laughs> or for uh, Sea of Thieves, I don't think it makes but um but. Totally biased worst game of the year, just for the simple fact that it's not doing anything they didn't. They fixed it. Set the expectation for, uh, and they so, fixed well, it. Well, and they're so, actively fixing it. Right. Sea Thieves. Sea yeah. Thieves gets a pass for me. I wasn't the one that put it on the list, but I can tell you that Sea of Thieves started off as a pretty solid brown note, and now it's just more of a shit stain. Well, um, I, uh, like it, I said, it's I, there's that a streak that in I, your underwear after a bad <laughs> there's shit. There's a long time person i've been playing on the internet for a while that him and his wife loved the fuck out of it yeah and, and I, that's it can't fine. be the worst game if there's somebody who can just continue to sink hours into it well, like that that i respect that so yeah. i if there, if there was a uh if there was two things i could add to a list of i wish they would not uh, i wish they would die with last year and that is the early access quote-unquote beta i wish that would die and I wish the the idea of it's it's fun with friends that creating games that's funner with friends. I wish that would well, go and honestly, too. still Red Dead Redemption Online is still kind of a mess. We won't even talk about that. I'm not even right. because in. Red Dead Redemption 2's multiplayer and they even put it on there as a beta i just there's a word that they should can you can you add those two things to uh things that should die things that should die (laughs) i agree with rusty i do agree with rusty so officially are things things that could die are again rusty the early access quote-unquote beta Gotcha. And it's the, fun with friends. And the and the term it's funner with friends or it's fun with friends or building games that is supposed to be fun with friends. Well, just go. F- it's funner with friends. All right, cool. And with that, I think uh, it's about time for a break, okay. so we can come back and get into the better part. The better part. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I'm just fucking with you at this point. <laughs> Plenty of dead air there. We were talking about Rusty winning and yeah, Rusty liking the we were. I'm a winner. Um, you have to realize at this point that like we're all very close friends, and yeah. I was trolling Rusty hard to the point where a vein was popping out of his head last week. Yeah. And then I felt bad afterwards because I realized he had a migraine. I was like, man, I shouldn't have fucked with him. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. I mean, fucking went right. home and so this is the public apology for that. Oh, thanks. Um, but uh, that being said, now we've got our brown note, and Rusty did win with the brown note, and I agreed with him <laughs> hatefully. 
that's right. Yeah, we're going to move along though. We've got um, I one thing that's interesting this year is last year I had asked a couple of longtime friends and fans, but mostly friends who had provided meaningful uh, game of the year list before. I had Ian and Nep last year, and possibly our first fan, but she didn't get her stuff done in time, um, which is okay. Um, but then this year I got a hold of Nimp and I asked him like, Hey, cause Nimp also does some freelance stuff for a couple of other sites now, just after listening to all of these different shows. Right. I said, Hey, I know you play a lot of video games. I want you to contribute to our list and I want to give you the opportunity to provide a really lengthy explanation as to why you like or dislike something and at least give me a top five and I'll, I don't think he knows this, but I'm included his ranking and the way that our top 10 weighted out. Yeah. So yeah. I, he didn't know that at the time, but like I'm essentially making him very official on this list. Yeah. As he's a representative, a, he's an honorary. He's like it's he's like he's around the table, right? It now. is like he is around the table. And and you, the the thing about the nymph is the nymph does like a lot more anime stuff than I do. <laughs> I really like the nymph, but 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 dude, you like you like anime in a way that is on a different level and I appreciate that <laughs> and somebody has to like those well, games and there are other people that I like that like those games John and Boston both love anime games and I just right. don't well and Nip and also likes uh, different styles of games than we do you know? but so coincidentally his opinion on some of those things is very valuable to us but two out of his five actually contributed to the success of our overall list yes yep. they did so with that in mind, again, in no particular order, uh, the top 10 games of releases this year that uh, that potentially make our top five list are God of War, Monster Hunter World, Far Cry 5, Into the Breach, Dead Cells, Beat Saber, Red Dead Redemption 2, Battletech, and RimWorld. Now, that said... What I'd like to explore at this point is games from our personal lists that did not make it into this top 10. Can you, I wasn't prepared for that statement, but. Oh boy. <laughs> got All look. right. Um, so. From our personal so, lists. So what we're, what we're going to, what I'm going to say uh, first and foremost Jason, is. Jason, since you're loaded, go ahead. I am loaded. Go for it. Uh, games that did not make it from our personal lists. <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one in imps, Disgaea one complete. Okay. Okay. Dragon Quest eleven, another nymph game. Okay. Right. Fallout seventy six. All right. <laughs> Graveyard Keeper. Okay. Moonlighter. Okay. Yeah. Octopath Traveler. Okay. Sh Tomb Raider. Sh or Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow. Sorry. Shadow. <laughs> uh, State of Decay two. Okay. Yeah. Subnautica. Okay. The Banner Saga 5, or 3. Wow. 5, wow. I don't know where I got 5 from. Wait, uh, I completely missed 4. <laughs> I think State of Decay is um, an accident. Rusty, did you mean to put that on your list? No. What? You need to... Your list is wrong. Uh, no, yeah. somebody moved things. Or you should fix that real quick, Rusty. Was that supposed to be Subnautica? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to change the list again. Oh my god, <laughs> here that. we go. Uh -uh. So one thing you guys should know is, as Jason did some super math with his spreadsheet, I, I he do. assigned a rating system that the lower it a really number gets. Change the list. Oh, it didn't. 
No. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. No. So, anyway. It's still awesome, um, bitch. What? Ah. What'd you do? Are we still moving things around? So, let's talk about Subnautica. Yeah. Okay. That's not on the list, is it? No, it's not on the final list, no. Well, wait. Did you move it? He moved mine. Did I move moved mine? his vote. Did mine not update? Is it? Is it? Is Subnautica not in the list? Subnautica is not in the top ten. Damn. So oh, wait. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Where? Wait, how did that change? It did not change. Not that I see. I don't see it. it did oh not my anymore. God! Your supermat's wrong. Oh, hang on. I'm updating the wrong spreadsheet. Yeah. Ha ha. You see, I have Excel dummy. going in in one area because Sheets is horrible with formulas. Um. So there. Oh. So what did that replace? Perfect. 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 Hang on. Subnautica replaced a game. Uh oh. Which did it replace? I'm figuring that out now. I mean, I can't really. I I, I can't complain. I can't complain with the current setup. But yeah. What's gone? What what dropped off? You know, so I'm gonna. Well, well, Jason's figuring. I am. I'm gonna go ahead and and talk about some stuff. I'm gonna be the voice of Nimp. Looks like Nimp is the only one that got very far in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, um, it was Dead Cells fell off. Oh, big upset. So Dead Cells got replaced by Subnautica. That's okay. So we'll talk about Dead Cells now. Right. Okay. So. Let me go into some of the other ones. I'm going to say Assassin's Creed Odyssey was an honorable mention by Nemp. He said, I've not gotten far in this game. Ditto. Right. But for what few hours I have put into it has been pretty fun. I agree, which is why I plan on finishing it. Fucking Sparta kick. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, he has a couple of other ones that didn't make it on the list. He's got, I actually forgot to add this on there, but it wouldn't have changed our list. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, The Zodiac Age, he said, still a great game. Wow. Yeah. Um, Decidia Final Fantasy NT for PS4. He says pretty fun game. Yeah. Oh, uh, two that I didn't mention yet. Valkyria Chronicles 4 and Vampire. Okay. Didn't make our top. Octopath 10. Traveler and Rusty, you can comment on this. Yeah. He says that I've only spent a few hours in the game, but I'm fairly impressed with the old school look and feel. What was the reason it didn't make it on your final? Uh, it was... Um, I, I felt like it was... Uh, it's a good enough game, but it seemed kind of bare bonesy, and it's still kind of grindy. I really, really like the art style that they used. It was that that's an incredible art style, uh, and having the uh, you know the the combat the way it is, it's great. It, but it's very samey after the eighteen uh, millionth time you, you would something. say it's a very good, very playable Switch game. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the better you know, non-Pokemon RPGs that's I, available for Switch. When I was looking at big TVs, um, I, they were playing uh, Octopath Traveler on Switch on a 65-inch version of the same TV I have. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, that looks really cool. Yeah. Like, that would be cool on my TV. I it, actually, you let me play that mm-hmm. for a little bit on your Switch. Right. I think it's a, I like, thought, I would buy. As far as, you know, an RP, a non-Pokemon Nintendo RPG goes. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a solid RPG. Very it's, solid. It, there's, there's arguably some bigger, you know, bigger RPGs, but there's none that have the same kind of art style and the same kind of feel to it. Yeah. You know, this this is probably the game that brings the uh, Super Nintendo style, you know, pixel graphics to a 3D realm in the best way. Yeah. You know, so. That's, I can agree with that. That's fair. I want to go through a couple of nymphs that didn't we need none of us played, so we can move on to some more some things that we yeah. all have played, so we can kind of all comment. But I'm going to move to actually his number five, and it didn't make the list because none of us had also played it, which right. is why it's it's weighted in that way. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, and we rate number one extremely high. So if it had been as number one, it might have actually made it in the list. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, he said. Disgaea 1 Complete for PS4, he said, Yes, I know it's remastered, but it's a fairly decent overhaul, and it was released in 2018, so sue me. Not much to say about the game. Most people already know if they're into SRPGs or not, but if you've ever wanted to check the series out, you might as well play the one that basically reignited the SRPG genre in 2003. So you have some good points there. And if you're into Disgaea, then that might be something you can do. Let's say something for one other game and the other things he has on here we've all played. So he says, Valkyra Chronicles for 4 for PS4. I'm not real familiar with the series, but I understand what it is. He said, after Sega's botched job with Valkyra Revolution, I was worried they were going to completely screw this game up when they said that they were returning to the Chronicles formula. I'm really happy they did not. Uh, they did not. True to their w- word, Sega produced a worthy addition to the Chronicles series VC2 on PC, uh, PSP and VC3 on PSP Japan only. The addition of the Grenader class and the second vehicle slot that allows you to add an APC or a second tank to the battlefield, the tactics that you used in the previous games will not help you here, and that has been fine by me. So he, it is very obvious that in one way that me and Nymph actually share a love of tactical RPGs. Right. And what he's described here actually kind of makes me want to play it. I just <laughs> didn't quite get into I it as all. kind of agree. I mean, I'm one of the biggest Final Fantasy Tactics fans ever, as well as Ogre Battle. That's anything. one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. Because it's like it's like so little bullshit and so much uh, tactics. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to move into some of the other things, like Dead Cells. So we just bumped it off the list, which means that it was in our bottom five. But here's the thing about Dead Cells. It's so good. Like, I have a problem with that, but I don't have a problem with it getting beat out by Subnautica. Right. We'll get to Subnautica in a second. But... Dead Cells, I haven't finished. And so I'm actually, like, I was ranking it, and I really like Dead Cells. The only thing with Dead Cells is that my hands get tired. Right. Um, the game is grinding in a way that's fun. It's got a lot of upgrades that are great. There's a lot of people that put it in their top five. I just didn't get into it as much, and I will still continue to kind of go back and play it. It's just that you have to have these extremely long runs to kind of get to some completion. Now, a game we didn't have on there that I've played this year and had I played it last year would have made it on the list is Everspace. What Everspace does right, and this is based on the same roguelike formula, is Everspace, once you get good enough to understand how the mechanics work, you can play it on harder and harder difficulty so your runs are shorter, but you get more for that short run Mm -hmm. so that you can upgrade your ship faster. So I'm playing it on the hardest setting to get through five sectors in about 25 minutes to get more upgrades where I was playing on easy for like two hours, right? Which was too long. Right. Normal got to a point where it was almost getting to two hours. And then I was like, no, I want a shorter run until I can get good with that short run and 
upgrade my ship where I want it to be, but I haven't gotten nearly far enough in the game to comment more on it. Um, but Dead Cells in that way, you av I'm averaging about a two-hour run and not getting all the way through. Yeah, so, it's... Yeah. It's it does it does let you save anywhere, and that part's nice. Right, right. It's, and the controls are very tight. Yes, it is. It's a yeah. it's a solid game. It's just there's, there's there's there was some better games out there last year. Yep. <laughs> Not saying it's bad at and, all. And to, it was to that, I think on previous episodes uh, we've spoken quite a bit to stay at K two Moonlighter Graveyard Keeper. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Well, and I'm going to say real quickly, like me and Rusty have dug down into the hole that is Graveyard Keeper. Mm -hmm. I think with more time, it may have made it further on the list, but neither of you sunk the time into it to get to that point. It, I, I, I got fairly far in the game. You know, I, it's not like I, I'm not to the point where I'm at the end beating, you know, beating the game. I only upgraded the church once. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten to the town yet. You know, and I, I don't think, I don't think I've gotten to that point either. But, um, but yeah, it, it's good in the same way that Stardew Valley was good because it kind of sucks you in with the gameplay loop. Outside of that, I mean, it's it's a very basic game. But it requires a very lengthy playthrough, right, to get the full experience. And none of us have had, based on when it was released and what we else we've been doing, haven't had the time to give that kind of opinion on it. No. Um. But we're very much recommended Moonlighter. Um, I I love Moonlighter. Oh yeah, it's, um, it just wasn't of the quality of the other games I have on my list. Yeah, it's 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 good. You if you like if you like uh, uh, Zelda: Link to the Past. Yeah, know, that that is that very is, much the same vein. Yeah, if you like uh, yeah if you like the old Zelda games, that's. It's very much. And it has like a that. pretty addictive game loop. That in the addition of the the shop, while the shop kind of, sure the shop is kind of like the 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 big first portion of the game. After a while, you just kind of get used to the shop, and it's just a way of you know gaining money instead of. It's a way it. of getting the stuff you need for upgrades, right? Yeah. So because all the upgrades get more and more expensive, right? Yeah. Um. What was another another game that we have on here that didn't make it on there? Frostpunk, I love Frostpunk. Nobody else here has played Frostpunk. Frostpunk is on my personal list, and Frostpunk is a fucking amazing game. But with it only being me that likes Frostpunk and not being in my top five slots, um, it may actually be not on my actual list because there were I moved it off my list for another game. Yeah. But Frostpunk is an excellent strategy game that is incredibly fun, and I will continue to play that. Yep. Um, that's not getting it installed for probably another two years. And they're continuing right. to add add-ons to it, Yeah, which is cool as shit. But Frostpunk is the city builder you didn't realize you wanted. Right. right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, so I'm probably picking up some With else. that, I think it's time we start breaking into our top ten. Yeah. Almost. Right. Is there Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yeah. And there, there's two more. And I'll make this short, Jason. Mm -hmm. All right. Shadow of the Tomb Raider did make it on the list because it didn't rank high enough with all of us. Yeah. Um, I had bumped it um, off my list for other games, but I like it. And for me, I think, to be honest, it was the fact that I really haven't gotten put that much time into it. And then when you play it more, bought, it's a solid-ass release, and I think it deserves to be on more lists than it is. It's a really great benchmark. Yes, it is that. <laughs> <laughs> it is that, but 
the addition of additional tombs and the difficulty of those tombs was a great thing to see. Banner Saga 3. Let me explain why this didn't make it on my list. Banner Saga 3. Oh, we didn't say anything about Vampire, did we? No. Vampire, no. I'll talk. Vampire is literally just because I haven't finished it. Same reason that Pillars of Eternity Deadfire is on that. I didn't finish it, and I want to, but I haven't. It just lost me at the wrong time. Um, but Banner Saga 3 is only on not on the list because there are a few things I liked more, but Ban Banner Saga 3 is the sum of two other parts, and all three games together are incredibly fucking good if you like tactical RPGs so with a unique art style and a whole weird... Banner Saga 3 had RimWorld not released maybe on my list. Yeah, I can see that. Super good game. I really like it. And if you can get the three-pack for 40 bucks, 100% worth it if you like tactical totally games. Totally worth it. I actually really enjoyed Banner Saga 2 without having to play one. I mean, well, you should definitely play all three. Yeah. But, um, so let's move on to stuff that's in our bottom five, Jason. Give us that yep. list. So here's our bottom five at number 10, Into the Breach. So here's why End of the Breach is number 10, because it's on both me and Jason's lists. I like it slightly more than Jason, but yep. it is a very cool game. Um, it's made it in a lot of people's top five. It has. But ban it's it's a solid game that just wasn't, it, it wasn't as good as FTL. Yeah. FTL's a better game. Well, um, and I'm comparing it to the same company doing a similar thing with a roguelite cool story i love the whole you die and you go back in the past to try again to save everybody and i really like i know you don't like the really deliberate see the move ahead of time thing yeah i like it because it plays out like a weird version of like chess that you know the move ahead yeah. and then you gotta plan three moves ahead of that because you can't see those moves okay yeah no it's it's fine it's it's any anybody from the makers or, of ftl i mean yeah, they do a pretty damn good job. Um, of for me, it just uh, it didn't it didn't rate higher just for for mechanical reasons. So, so our next game. So at number nine, RimWorld. That's a me and Rusty experience. Um, yeah. Rusty, and what's your personal rank on RimWorld? My personal rank on RimWorld. Fuck, I you have to make nine. Me nine. He's got it at nine. I have it at three. Yeah. So. So it it ranks lower on me because I, I like to um, I like to micromanage a little more than this game allows me to. Uh, so you know, for a base builder kind of you know colony sim, it's it's uh, it's good. I mean, I I put some you know some decent hours into it and uh, and had my fair share of weird experiences where I had somebody lighting my fucking base on fire because he was crazy. And I had to put him down. Um, I was also a very avid farmer and made all of my money, you know, selling food, not drugs, you fucking weirdo. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, sure. Justin's got a weed farm. Uh, it works. Hey, whatever works. Um, what I ran into more problems with was when you, uh, when it starts to, uh, tell you that you kind of have to move out from where you started uh and the ultimate goal of the game is to get i uh, kind of get to a, a crashed pod someplace you the, know the far goal distance is to get your guys to that crash pod and launch back into space right so where i was at 
there was no possible way that I could get my ragtag, you know, group of freaking idiots to actually get from point A to point B just to rescue somebody and survive the trip back. You just <laughs> you have to realize that it's a trial and error game. The hardest thing about RimWorld is it is a different it is a very difficult game to break into. And then once you figure it out, it becomes a very rewarding experience. The thing is that where it ranks really high for me definitely doesn't rank as high for other people, but let's it's got like almost thirty thousand positive reviews. And they never changed the price of that game ever. Right. And continues to sell and continues to bring people joy. And I'm glad it released this year. It almost made my yeah. number one game. It's you know, it, it, it's a it's a very solid game. I just feel like you'd have to have like a chain of you have like to two or them. three different freaking you know you know setups where you can kind of move your your crew in stages closer and closer. You to just have the, to uh, get you have to get pack animals, and they're not doing that. Yeah, that's that's the problem. <laughs> I only had dogs. <laughs> dogs can only carry so much. Muffalo can carry a lot. Okay, well, and then with that, moving on to number eight, Beat Saber. The reason that Beat Saber is not higher is because we haven't put enough time into the game, and it released so late for us. We almost didn't play this game this year. Right. <laughs> we literally have played this at the very tail end of December. In like the last and, two weeks. And I actually think uh, uh, think it probably would have been higher had Justin had it in his top ten at all. Um, the thing is, Speed Saber. Rusty I and I to... put it there because it's one of the few games we actually play it, it sold you guys on vr and it, it really sold, sold it literally sold me on vr because i went out and bought a fucking vr setup just to play this game. and i and it sold me hard enough that i've been ske- trying to scheme away into tricking my wife into <laughs> you know you into could just come over me to get it oh you know, i know you know you could just come over i know um, it does have a party play option where you where we could actually you know play kind of like a uh, a tag team against each other. You know, there is mods that allow you to play that game with multiplayer where you can join a lobby and be in the same, like, play space with somebody else. It's an unofficial mod, but uh, that that does happen. Yeah. Um, but either way, it it's a really great VR experience. I, I think it's worthy to, to be where it's at. I had to put it there because it was... If a game is, you know, for, impactful enough for me to drop, you know, four or five hundred dollars on something, so I mean, just it, it's just so everybody knows, for Rusty it was a six, for me it was a five. And, so. and the only reason, you know, there's there's better games, sure. I mean, just rating the game by itself, and I'm and in my mind, I'm taking out all of the, you know, the the downloadable songs. Okay, just the base game. It's a good game. It's worth getting if you have a VR setup, and if you don't have a VR setup and you're kind of on, you know looking for something on the cheap, go Justin's route with the augmented reality you know headset. But if you have VR, you kind of need to get this game because it will change the way that you it, you know, it's interact a solid, with VR. With even without the downloadable content, say for example, if you have it on PlayStation, it's a solid four. It's it's a it's a good game. Yeah, on our one to five system, it's solid four. Um, number seven, BattleTech. That's I won't just... say yet. Where we'll run through our personal list at the very end, but 
Yeah. The it's very high on my personal list. This is the only reason it made it on this list because right. I was the only person that played it. Yes. But I could literally play this game forever. I, and, I and literally, not joking, will continue to leave this installed. There's more content coming out this year. And <laughs> I really enjoyed the content that I just bought. I haven't 100% finished it because I like it so much. And I restarted the game and started playing through it from scratch again. I love Battletech. Okay. If I'd actually picked this up to play it, it'd probably be even higher. <laughs> it right. is it is a it is not XCOM two. It is but it is also a strategy game that deals with cover and it deals with modding things and creating personality to the characters you have and has a decent mission system and it even got better with the most recent DLC. And it's mechs. And the mechs are cool with shit. I, I've played old school Mech Warrior. I actually know the classes of mechs that he's talking about, and I can see them in my head. Well, and the and, level of customization of your mechs gets even well, crazier. It's like it's like how people that are gearheads build cars is the same way I build my... I min-max so many crazy things. I've got shield arms with full armor, well, and I've stripped all the armor off the other arm just so I can have a side that's most armored. That's well, like 100% armored with max everything. Well, and I don't know if Rusty and I have said this on the show before, but I mean, we pl- not only did we play old school Mech Warrior, we read some of the freaking Novelia for it. <laughs> and if you do like, if you guys see this on the Lunar Sale that's coming up, quick plug. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. The Lunar Sale's uh, coming up. Yeah. yeah. It's and about, back. In about two weeks. So if you guys see it on there, super grab if you're into that thing. Yep. Let's uh, go on to our last of the five. Then yes. last of the bottom five at number six is Subnautica. Subnautica. <laughs> so it, it made it into the VR experience because the sense of scale in VR was great, but the presentation VR was broken. It kinda, yeah, it, it I just played it all work. the I, It needs work, and I think at some point it'll get it. Um, quick update on Subnautica. On the 30th, there'll be a live stream that's talking about, um, what is this the, called? The... the, the it's, it's going to be a new uh, expansion. Uh, again, this probably would have been higher had I actually been able to play it so far. You, below zero. Justin and Rusty are the only ones that have played it. Yeah, but it released very early this year, or last year, and then on the 30th of this month, they're going to release below zero into early access, and they're doing a stream, which is a completely new experience under ice with a different storyline. So they're going to do an expansion. It did succeed very well. Oh, yeah. Um, but the thing about Subnautica is it is the only survival game that does everything completely different. It is all underwater for the most part. It does have an objective. I did beat the objective. It can be incredibly scary sometimes. It does have its faults. There are times that things weirdly clip that I ran into. There are mild problems the way that sometimes some of the things are presented. And then once you understand how things are keyed up in events, some of that magic's broke, but you know the thing it does really good is it gives you a really sublime experience through right. a lot of the game. And I've wasted a lot of hours just fucking around base building because it's fucking fun. I just I, I enjoyed the game enough that I pretty much no lifed it when I you know when it finally fully released. I uh, I, I no lifed that game pretty hardcore, uh, and uh, you know I I still have. And I've I've got a fear of the deep. It's I mean that's just there's no other way to fucking. My cut fear that. is drowning. Yeah. So this was very difficult for me. In right. VR. You know. So going 
going into like the underground river or just getting down to that point, uh, you know, especially the way that I went, cause it was really close to the shelf, Yeah, you know, the way that I went, um, and just seeing, you know, just looking down and seeing like the glowing mushrooms coming up. That's the kind of shit that freaks me out because I don't know what's down there. You know, what's you know? even crazier is I use the, their version of a mech suit mm. to get from, the last part of the game there's a lot of extra doings yep. of things I did all that with a spare pack of batteries with me in that suit <laughs> I walked the bottom of the ocean I did. and I spider-man my way around with the expanded jump jets and the like the, tow cable thing yeah, the that basically lets code. you spider-man around which is incredibly fun yep. um, and then I punched some leviathans with this my first real experience in VR with that thing was incredibly scary because I got picked up by a Leviathan and I only had the punch arm. I repeatedly punched <laughs> the Leviathan in the face while it was trying to eat me in my suit. And the size of that thing was bigger than that wall. Uh, it, with the, the face of it was bigger than that wall it's, it's, in VR. It's and crazy. that, that like, was why it made it on the VR list for that crazy experience, but also the main list because the core of that game takes 35 hours to great length. Um, and then it has a point to what you're doing. Survival um, done right. That's the thing. You know, like the the survival games that you know that you see, like the arcs and the fucking, uh, the you know the, uh, you know the Conans and you know the Fallout seventy sixes and all, all the survival style games. They're they're meant to be kind of like a persistent thing. Whereas this is a very lonely situation where you have a specific goal that you're trying to get from point A to point B, but you have all that survival elements still there. You have to worry about food. You have to worry about water. The key to that game, and don't spoil the magic for yourself, is two things, in my opinion. You're going to get to a point where you plateau and you realize that you're not getting any more beacons, and you should take beacons with you and point them at places where there are entry points to other areas of the game so you know where it's at. And B, you should look at your quest log, uh, your radio log that says hints, and the hints tell you essentially what you need to do next. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a good experience, and that's the thing. I it's, didn't ruin it for myself. I didn't look at any guides. I just figured my way out for thirty five hours, uh, and and and, and then I got stuck at that very last point, and then Rusty reminded me to look back at my craftable items. Yeah, that's all I did was just tell so, him, "Hey, you should probably look at your craftable items." So with that. Our top five. Oh boy! Are we going to read them out of order, or how are we going to do this, Jason? No, Let's we are going to go from five to one. Five All to right. One. So at at number five, Far Cry Five. <laughs> so Far Cry Five didn't make it into my list, but it made both of y'all's. Yes, number yes, four. It did. And very important for me, one I think. Uh, I think this game actually was better than four yeah well uh so f- four was not in it, a it has to do with the setting it, honestly. It, it does have a lot to do with the setting but also it took a lot of the mechanics that were introduced into four some of the newer mm-hmm. mechanics and, and they're they're just they're refined they're fixed yeah uh, they work well um you know some of the some of the mechanics from um uh from uh, uh crap what was it the primal right were also put into this game such right. as flying and stuff and i think 
those mechanics actually worked well for as large as the map was and really made added an interesting gameplay element to it that actually really made it fun yeah see far cry, far cry 4 why it it kind of was all right but not great is because as soon as you had the ability to use like the little helicopter yeah you use that all the time yeah whereas in far cry 5 it kind of gives you you know it doesn't give you that out and you end up having to actually travel uh and drive and you know some of the you know the driving quests that you end up doing are are really fun uh and you know the um the the thing about far cry 5 is not necessarily the mechanics it was how they introduced the story yes and then how kind of open after the first part you kind of can do whatever you want but then once you in that area you kind of have that you know you have a uh a a drive to get through to that the finish of that area and and to be honest i really enjoyed a lot of the a lot of the uh uh realistic story based to the whole prepper world mm-hmm. but then also a lot of the satire that they mixed into that oh, world as well i yeah. mean that just like that all it, goes into it the played the pure normal uh far cry that we've gotten used to which takes an idea to, a, to, an, to extreme. an extreme yeah uh they did that a whole lot better with five than they did in four four was a little too self-serious yeah. I, it was I, I fell off of it yeah, yeah. well the what what pro- the problem with four was uh, that the two factions you know of the you know the Golden Dawn or whatever the fuck yeah. it was called uh, you know there was basically two evils that you had to choose between yeah. you know and whereas you're kind of the lawman in you know in Far Cry Five and your kind your goal is to basically restore order. restore order yeah yeah. Uh, and um, all the you know well, in the let's process it, of that you turn into a mass murderer. One whatever. of the weaknesses in four as well <laughs> had a lot to do with the villain. I mean, Megan really wasn't that extreme of a villain. I mean, he was bad, yes. Was he extreme like we're used to seeing from Far Cry Two, Far Cry Three? Mm-hmm. No. He was He's no boss. he was he was very mediocre in that. So, uh, the villains in five were much better. They were deeper. They were better thought out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire family is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely freaking nuts. And all of them were nuts in different aspects. Yes. There's completely different. There was they, one of them that you just They hate. played out like, they played out like, the four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of yeah that that's actually a very that's kind of the theme that's kind that, of the theme, that yeah. is very much the theme but it played so well mm-hmm. and the way they set up that game yeah. was just it it was beautiful i mean and let's face it some of those some of those phone messages yeah. were absolutely <laughs> priceless right yeah it, it's got its own you know it's it's got its it it, it retains its humor um and i really did like this the the way they polished out the system for the companions yeah um and the fact that you could if you wanted to recruit just about anybody uh and have 
that person and you have could actually kind of switch group. them out fairly on the fly for yeah. what fits your current situation better yeah which was nice I, I'm, I'm more of a uh, uh it was more of the dog and the pan you know the uh the, the cougar the dog and the cougar really i mean i once i have both of them i pretty much kept both of them on but throwing cheese the entire there time was just but, fucking great oh you yeah know, you just <laughs> yeah. hey throw out the burr you're going into a place where you know there's a bunch of fucking enemies and you're going to go fucking hot you're going to go weapon you know weapons you know weapons hot so you're just you're throwing stealth out so, the window get the bear because fuck yeah just I mean, throw the bear out there throwing the bear out there is like throwing a tank in yeah it just it, it was amazing yeah no, um, so and then uh after that at number four monster hunter world Oh, I think man. it's just because we had fun on our own and had fun with friends and would go back. And we're probably going to go back once the Witcher thing goes in. Well, so the so there's a lot of you know, mean, really great things. Who about doesn't want to hunt dragons with Geralt? Right. Uh, so Monster Hunter World is significant. Uh, and uh, it's significant because it's my it's my first Monster Hunter game. Uh, I know that this this has been a a game series that's been going on for a while now in you know in the uh, uh, you know in Japan and, and and whatnot, but the um, it never really kind of moved over here for me to be able to play it. There's not a whole lot of people to play on the handheld consoles, which is what yeah. they were playing on. Uh, this is significant because it brings it to the Western market. You know, first and foremost, and it brought it to the Western market in a big way. I mean, yeah. this game sold very well over here, and it's still selling very well. And the you know, and adding it to the uh, uh, adding the PC release to it, this you know, you know, it took a while for the PC release to happen, but it still happened. Uh, and the PC release is upgrading all the graphics. They're still working on getting like. I think they just added ultra wide resolutions yeah. to it. Um, they're they're the still fine tuning the PC release. The crossovers for you know for uh, for the Final Fantasy you know where the Behemoth was added in and adding you know you know adding that and then taking Rathalos and throwing that into Final Fantasy you know fourteen. Um, that was as like masterstroke genius fucking like you're 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 basically tying those two. Uh, those two groups of players together, if they kind of want to feel uh, have the you know, full experience, the full of experience of both, you can kind of take the people who play Final Fantasy and the people who play Monster Hunter and kind of cross them over. Yeah. It's a master stroke of genius. I'm surprised more games haven't done it, but it fits well with <clears throat> Monster Hunter. Yeah. Well, I mean, the point is they're making smart choices with what fits with their world. Right. Uh, like throwing the behemoth in. Adding Geralt Fucking, a little bit later this year. He is know. a monster hunter. Duh. Well, <laughs> honestly, I think the systems in this game are a lot of the classic systems, but improved to a way that works with a wider audience. Um, there are sure there's some jank. However, the game itself just is and so rewarding. It's, Can you lose yourself in crafting? Yes, but so mm. it, it's not. It, so the 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 uh, combat in that game, I. It it had a couple bumps in it, but overall, I mean, if you look at the the entire release, there was nothing overly broken about it. It was fairly polished from the get go. Yeah, uh, and 
you can pick up a weapon and each weapon feels different. It has a different playstyle to it, each and every one of them. A different mechanic. Yeah. A di- I mean it's it's very, very grindy, but that's the kind of game that you're you know that you're picking up. Yeah. Uh but even if you was just to play the story, you know, which is what the first what, hundred you know, hundred hours or so is that's yep. kind of where I got to is a hundred hours worth of gameplay just to get through most of the story and grind for the gear that you would need to get there. Uh, the story itself was rewarding, and then add you know adding into the you know into it the events that they continue to do, and the additional stuff that they continue to put out for this game. This was released really early last year, right. uh, and they're still supporting it. You know, and I haven't seen any paid DLC. Uh, that's yeah, the thing. I mean, that's it's all part of the game. That's also a bonus. So, um, so it, moving on up at number three. Spider-Man. So, I kind of... I, I dropped the ball. I can't say anything about this. He he can't. I will say this. The web-slinging is worth the game in itself. Good. Because that's I'm the a, one thing that they didn't get right in any of our games. I'm going to say from the Nymph's perspective, it was originally on my list and I dropped it to make sure I had room for Wormwald. <laughs> um, I really like Spider-Man as well. I just... Different opinions, right? But... Nymph says, let me start out by saying, and this is actually his number one. He said that I enjoyed this game so much that I actually platinumed it. The web slinging in the game just feels right. Speed that you can achieve is just right, downright fun. While I liked most of the story, I was not a big fan of any time that I was not playing as Spider-Man. But those sections are generally short, and then you're right back into it. Just a side note, it's a great... Free falling from a tall building, the camera starts to pull back and the area starts to blur to give you tunnel vision, and it's just fun. And I agree that the mechanics of that game are solid as hell. The story is fairly forgettable. They do a really good job with Otto Octavius and building up that story. Um, and But overall, the the gameplay loop that's there is pretty damn yeah. fun. It is. I, uh, I finished some, the game as well. Some of the fetch quests get tedious. Yeah. But, I mean, it's that's fetch quests. fetch quests in any game. Fetch quests and um, freaking uh, escort missions. I mean, I'm gonna... the, the only game I can say I actually enjoyed the majority of the fetch quests was The Witcher, but that was because The Witcher actually put some story on some of those. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, so, before we jump into the number two, number one, I'm going to get into Nymph's number two because it didn't make it on either of our list, just him. That was Dragon Quest Eleven. Right. Echoes of an elusive age. And he said, the game is a trip down nostalgia lane from being able to find Cypress Stick at the start oh. and having your first battle be against slimes and yep. walking down steps and having that 16-bit walking <laughs> sound clip play. This game gives you enough old-school Dragon Quest while mixing in a ton of new quality-of-life aspects. Store itself starts out happy-go-lucky, but it takes on a fairly dark beat. If anyone has ever thought of wanting to jump into the Dragon Quest series, this would be a great starter. I've looked into this, and I might actually pick it up. I mean, it might be one of those games that I play, you know, in in in, in little throughout the year. In a lull, maybe. But yeah. uh, I remember the very first, you know, Dragon Quest. I think a lot you know, of us can. And, and I remember picking up the fucking uh, bamboo stick. I think it was the first, you know, right. first fucking weapon that you end up getting in your first your first enemy that you encounter is a green slime. And I remember that green slime almost kicking my ass. And I'm sitting here going, I'm, I'm, and I'm supposed to kill dragons at this some point. <laughs> I mean, 
It is called Dragon Quest. <laughs> it is called Dragon Quest. So, uh, yeah, it's that's memorable. And, I mean, that's a fucking NES game. I remember my entire playthrough of that game. It had to have stuck, right? Right. So, you know, I, I might give it a try. So, the next game, so our number two and number one. Let's start with the number yeah. two. It ranked in all of our top fives. It did. It ranked... I'll just because I'm going to say where Nymph was at on it, it ranked in his three. Okay. It ranked in, um, what was it on yours, Rusty? Three. It ranked Jason, it ranked your one, and it ranked my five. <laughs> See? Now, I'm going to say it ranked my five because I didn't feel a need after I beat it to go back and finish the side crown tent. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. And it was God of War. And yes. Boy. War. Boy. But, Give me more Kratos. Boy. So let's start off. This isn't usually something that sells me on a game, but it's just too hard not to pass up. Technically, a, a, an achievement on its own with the way that it looks. It looks great. It is a fantastic looking game. Oh, my God. Right. This game looks fantastic. Oh, my God. Very little that compares. The, this thing is a beautiful ride from beginning to end. Yeah. And they I mean, do some really this cool. Is, this is, uh, as much as we said, um, The Last of Us was a beautiful movie playthrough. Uh-huh. God of War almost feels like that, except for the combat is so freaking fluid. Yeah. The, I mean. The combat's it, really good. So, you know, I'm going to compare something real quick. Darksiders 3 came out at the wrong time. Darksiders <laughs> 3. This is simply essentially a similar combat style in a way, but it came out the same or two months after God of War came out, and God of War is just a superior game. Well, yeah, God of War has been up for a minute. Uh, well, some of them haven't, but but in the realm like Darksider oh, really yeah. just released right. at the wrong time. Had it released early on in the year, had they had it ready in February, I think it would have done better. They released it in December, which is the worst month for game reviews. Right. Um, and God of War had released two months prior, and God of War is a superior game. Um, it, it's a it's a tighter fo- tighter focused story. There's more to do. There's more variety in what you do. The combat is better. The everything seems to work. Like everything just clicks together well, right, and it's not hard to figure out where to go next. And and I'd say they made a big leap in God of War. Story quality wise. Oh yeah, the story quality the, is excellent. the amount of depth to the story, especially the fact that if you just sit there and listen to the side conversations oh, yeah. as you are traveling throughout the world, it was great. It was amazing, especially once you pick up the talking head. Right. <laughs> so once you get, you know, once you get the head, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody. But basically, once you, once you get. Uh, a third voice in the boat. Um, uh, and a lot of the movement around between places is on a boat. Uh, but uh, once you get that, that adds an, another... Depth. Uh, a, a, it's another head to bounce off of. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the dynamic... Excuse me. The dynamic of uh, Kratos as a father actually... Right. It, so Kratos has always well, been kind of like this rage the, beast, right? It's not yeah, only it, the, dy- it, it, the for it's going to sound ironic, but it humanizes him. Yeah, it does. 
but not it's not just that it's also the depth of kratos being a being a god from a completely different region mm-hmm. yeah just adding ma- making a life in the nordic region yeah. and all of a sudden he's thrust in into this pseudo war between gods yeah yeah it, it's it's actually really cool. I, I've, Against I've like, his will. I mean, he wanted nothing to do with any god no, ever again. Yeah, he just kind of wanted to, you know, you know, grow old, I guess. I don't know. Can he right. grow old? He's a fucking god. Uh, he can grow a beard, though, for fuck sure. Um, <laughs> and that's the other thing. I mean. Kratos with a beard? <laughs> Kratos. The, the look they created for Kratos in this game is just bad ass yeah Yeah. i mean he looks like a badass motherfucking biker yeah (laughs) he's got well when they put the beard i think the beard was a perfect because you saw the 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 picture of kratos with and without the beard you know it was released on twitter like shortly after the game actually released and uh, it was Im- immediately apparent that the beard was a good idea. <laughs> right. Because uh, he's butt-fucking-ugly without it. Um, uh, it. Like Aphrodite actually wanted that without the beard. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so this game is significant. Sure, it's got its downsides. It's not a perfect game, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, I mean, uh, the some of the gripes you can have about it... Uh, I mean, really, overall, don't really necessarily impact the overall quality of the game. It's more of a personal impact to the game than right. it is the actual quality of it. Right. Um, you know, personal choice, like Justin not not feeling the need to finish side, the side missions after the completion of the game, though you do need to complete the game, really. To be able to see some of the side to quests. To be able to see some of the side quests, because they're nigh impossible to find without that pointing you to it i mean you could find them but you would spend an inordinate amount of time searching for them right to get there um and the fact that you actually have to pick up certain uh gear to get to them i want to give nymph's point as to why it made his number three said god of war takes on a fairly different story beat than i that i rather enjoyed instead of playing as kratos the killer of all things man and God whose rage can never be sated, you're playing Kratos, a God who is broken and has learned that he has made plenty of mistakes. On top of that, the one thing that he loved has just died, and now he has his own son that he knows nothing about, and pretty much they want nothing to do with each other. Though in some great-looking landscape, throw in some great-looking landscapes, monsters, and axe play, and you have my number three game. Yeah. And he's not far off from our commentary, honestly, either. Yeah. Right? No. I mean, he, he goes from rage beast to reluctant dad, you know, and he does. There's some honestly weirdly tender moments in that game. Yeah, you know, there's some some moments well, in that you know where the where they do actually add the story to it. And, you just you 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 feel like he wants to connect with his son, but he in in his own mind he sees that as a weakness and you know and stops right. himself. But at the same time, it's also touching because he actually takes back on what he hates in order to protect his son. And, yes. And 
that is full circle for kratos right and i feel like that's what made the game great is because it really brought him full circle it gave him more of a fleshed out story than any of the other you know god of war games ever did because you start off with god of war i remember my first experience with god of war he was on a boat with two chicks that were naked from the top down and then all of a sudden attack happens and then you end up skewering a fucking you know hydra head onto the fucking mast of the ship i this this is what sticks in my head and then from there it's just fucking go and kill and kill and kill and kill and kill and kill and there's no real fucking like there's there's no really fucking like driving force the god screwed me i'm going to get revenge right and there's like okay i'm on this revenge kick and now i need all of the you know the other god's powers to be able to take down zeus so i'm gonna go kill all the fucking gods because fuck gods right so it just it was really shallow and then god of war 3 came uh, comes out and you see a completely different side of kratos and i i thought that right there kind of sold me on the whole story actually this is four but. Oh, four, whatever. So, one thing Thank I'm going to say. So, the number one game actually kind of surprises me, but doesn't. What's the number one game? Our number one game, drumroll. <laughs> it's the number one game on just about any list. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. It's almost not fair. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> it really it, isn't. So, it made on our personal list, and we'll go through this the full personal list here at the end, but Red Dead hit... Number two, number two, number three. So three for Jason, two and for me. number eight on Nymphs. Oh, okay. Right, and number eight on Nymphs, but it's on all of our lists. Nymph simply said to say, the controls for this game suck. <laughs> but, yeah. But I... I tend to disagree with that a little bit. It's just the same as the previous one. That's the thing, yeah. is that it's it's an older control scheme. That it you, is. you do end up getting used to once you but, start playing. But here's the thing about God of War that makes it not fair. You it's, mean Red Dead? I mean uh, Red Dead Redemption. It's it's that it goes so far into the realm of cinema, and production value on this game is out of this world. Oh yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of when it switches chapters, it does like the theme song of mm-hmm. that chapter that plays out just perfectly until you get to the part where the story changes. It goes through these different acts that you play through, and it has this very movie theme to the game that I have not gotten in literally yeah. anything I've ever played. Well, not only that, I mean, it's like the, more so than any other Rockstar game before it, it plays that um, gangster mobster progression into downfall perfectly with Dutch. It just, it almost... I mean, Dutch's progression throughout this game is played perfectly. And it ties into one so well. It mm. does. So, so... And took... I think that's why going in, going into a prequel for this particular universe was such a smart move versus trying to do a sequel with characters you didn't know. Well, and let's face it, most it people didn't like Jack. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. Nobody liked Jack. It, it, and that's Jack why you would have just... had to have played that game where they would have had to have done something different and picked a different character and just made him part of the continuation. Yeah, I think Jack was, you know, uh, of all it... of the ones from uh, from Red Dead Redemption, 
I think Jack was the uh, the last bit of the last push of development for that game. Because yeah. at the end of that game, you're like, well, what are they going to do at the end of this game? Are right. we just going to roll credits and just have them start over, or uh, or are we going to allow them to play around in this open world? And I think Jack was just convenient a convenient add-on to allow. And I don't you to know that they thought it would be as successful as it was. Mm-hmm. And this did everything from the first game better. Stories better. Stories more is a lot is deeper. A whole lot deeper. Your your pro, your protagonist is near damn perfect as far as playing. I like him. him. I like him better than Marston. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, Arthur's great. Uh, yeah. So the so things that they did. Arthur right. is that perfect guy that. Uh, more so than Marston was, this is the only life he's ever known. Oh, yeah. And he, depending on how you play him, he's either a complete jackass. Right. Or um, he's that guy who's still trying to be a decent person. But he's a bad man. Living, a, living the only life he knows and knowing that that life makes him a bad man. But still tries to be a decent person. Things that you it, know, that that, you that know. catch me. So you you brought up the music, right? The, the the cinematic feel to it. I still remember the exact feeling that I had in Red Dead Redemption when you first get to Mexico. Yep. I mean that yep. you know when you get when you cross the fucking river and you you know, you actually get over to Mexico. Uh, and you make that long fucking trek along the fucking, uh, you know, the riverbank to get to where you're supposed to go in Mexico and that music plays, it was a perfect yeah. moment. But uh, I will say this, uh, n- not trying to spoil it for anyone, so I won't go into any detail, but there is a point where you start seeing Dutch go from confident to scared out of his fucking mind. Yeah. And that turn in the game is beautiful. The okay. way they do it is beautiful. So, I'm still playing this game. So, I did actually, you know, the last time we recorded, I hadn't played more than just the intro, right? Uh, so, I sat down, I played about 20 hours or so. Uh, it's not full on, but I, I've and I've been p- taking my time. What it's I've enough been doing. get to get a good bit into chapter two if you're not into three. Yeah, I, I've done you know I've done a, a lot of stuff around Valentine. I think the last last thing I ended up doing was uh, uh was the uh, legendary bear hunt. Oh yeah, uh, so yeah. that I, that's actually really fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so I, I got into you know, into that, and I haven't done many of the Dutch missions after that because I just kind of wanted to expo- explore the area. And get uh, a good feel for the game. Right. And, and that's what I wanted to do. I, I didn't want to fucking rush through it. Uh, but I can tell you, the, uh, the, the whole feeling of that game does play out just like a movie would. Uh, and there's moments it, you're like I'm I'm playing the the good guy bad guy right. thing, so I am I'm going up in the honor system in the positive. Yeah. Uh, so things things that stick in my mind. Random encounter, dude on the side of the road 
lost his horse. I know, right? And you know, and you have you know, you go and you pick up the horse, uh, and you bring it back to him. And as you're going away, and he says, "Well, if you guys weren't here, I'd have probably robbed him." You know, but or the yeah. uh, <laughs> the the random damsel in distress on the side of the road that turns into a a a fucking stick 'em up. Oh yeah, and you have to shoot your fucking way out. Yeah, um, but I will say this game plays like does play like a movie. It's almost like uh like one of one of the really good i'm not going to say spaghetti west uh i'm not going to say clint eastwood spaghetti western but almost uh one of the more serious john wayne or or clint eastwood westerns and the godfather it's like <laughs> it's, just, it's like both of those mash together and it's wonderful uh, it's wonderful it I, I ended up starting to speak kind of like him after a while <laughs> uh which and Arthur's very easy to identify with, and yeah. I think that is a great point to the game. Uh, Marston, you either loved him or you hated him, but you played the game because it was so engaging. Yeah, he was he was um, basically set up at the beginning of the game with a raw fucking deal, whereas, but he was also an ass, right? But uh, but whereas Arthur is. He, he he's a lifer at this point he, he is who he is yeah he's just like you know this is kind of a shit situation but we'll get out of it you know we'll, you know somebody's got to be the fucking you know somebody's got to be the rock here so he and he ends up being the rock well the thing about red dead redemption and the reason it ranked high with me too is i've just had so much vested interest in completing the game and playing through the story and then randomly getting distracted and right. I the indie punk rock in me wanted to say like you know be that guy that just hates on it to hate you know and I I've gotten past that over the years right but there was a part of me that's like hey it's it's too good to be true right right why is literally why is there no like there's a lot of good here well this is this is a game of a generation thing this is kind of like this year's witcher Yes, it is. It's it's a, so. that kind of quality game. This is beyond a triple A game, and, and there's nobody else that can recreate it without the kind of budget they had or the kind of team they had. There's several million man hours in this game, and it shows. There are. And, and, and I and it's taken. It know, doesn't show in the multiplayer, but it does show in the single player. It's taken it me some time to actually, you know, to kind of settle down with it. I've had it for fucking, you know, I had it the first week. You know, I had picked it up and I just hadn't yeah. played it. I just I, I've been. You know, it was hard to switch gears from Warframe, and that's understandable. Warframe is much faster than this, and I, I took a week off of Warframe uh, for other reasons. And I, I said, you know what? I think at this point, I'm I'm more acclimated to a slower style game. Maybe I could you know give this a try, uh, and that's why I ended up you know playing it you know this last week, you know just to you know, for for one, I ranked it high because it's a beautiful fucking game and I can understand its achievements, but I also really wanted to experience it. Well, and we can say this about our top two period of all the quote, triple a titles released in 2018. They are, they were completely finished at launch. <laughs> yep. Right. And just the amount of story depth and just 
sheer beauty of both games just outweighed everything else. So for once, this is kind of weird for us, but Jason, why don't you run through our top five in order was? So our our top five in order was number one, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, God of War. Number three, Spider-Man. Number four, Monster Hunter World. And number five, Far Cry 5. And our bottom five all indies were number six, Subnautica. Number seven, Battletech. Number eight, Beat Saber. Number nine, Rimworld. And number 10, Into the Breach. So this, the reason Justin says this is unique is for us, for the last few years, an indie title has made the top five. Right. Um, but so why don't you run through this because this is where the cast is. Yeah. All right, Rusty, what's your top ten? My top ten? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Here. I have it broken down for you. There you go. Oh, look at that. That's for me? Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So. Uh, go ten to one. Ten to one. Uh, I have Moonlighter at ten. Rimworld at 9, uh, Gatekeep, uh, Graveyard Keeper at 8, uh, Dead Cells at 7, Beat Saber at 6, Subnautica 5, Far Cry 5 is 4, God of War was 3, Red Dead Redemption was 2, and Monster Hunter World was 1 for me. And I've, can, I think I can go backwards fairly easy with what I got. Um, I've got <laughs> Fallout 76 at 10. I have Dead Cells at 9. I have Banner Saga 3 at 8, Into the Breach at 7, Monster Hunter World at 6, God of War at 5, um, Subnautica at 4, Rimworld at 3, Red Dead Redemption at 2, and Battletech at 1. And for me, uh, I, only had, I only had 8 games instead of 10. To be honest, I didn't play that many games this year, so that's mm -hmm. why. Uh, I had Vampire at 8 just for the simple fact that I really, really, really fucking wanted to play this game. And everything Justin said about it has just convinced me it was worth I think it. Crystal would like it. It was close to, it was very close to being worthy of being in the top 10 somewhere. Um, Into the Breach at number 7. I really enjoyed the game. I just thought there were a lot of games that were better. <laughs> um... I had Shadow of the Tomb Raider at number six. Uh, it probably deserves to be higher, uh, but again, I didn't get that much time into it yet. Um, Beat Saber at number five, just because I'm trying to find a way to get VR now simply because <laughs> of that game. Uh, Far Cry 5 was number four for me. Uh it was finished. It really didn't have much wrong with it uh, when it released. Um, I just thought there were four games that were better or three games that were better. So um, still, it is worth full price. It is worth picking up. It is worth playing. If you haven't played it yet, you need to. Um, Red Dead Redemption was number three for me. As much as I really, 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 really love this game, um, for me, the pure enjoyment, the absolute pure giddiness I got out of Spider-Man and God of War beat this out for me. And honestly, the number one and number um, two are there because they're on everybody that contributed's list. Yes. Um, 
and then um, Spider-Man was number two for me. Mm-hmm. Again, I did not completely finish this game. I literally rented it and played it for like 16 or 20 hours. Um, so you nearly finished it. So I nearly finished it. But the, uh, I mean, the the game is just pure enjoyment. I, it, I borrowed it from Matt, friend of the show. Even even if you're not a Spider-Man fan, you know, you're on you're on the fringes on it. You can get this game and play it and enjoy it. I actually think the game's just pure enjoyment. Um, and it's beautiful as well. And then God of War was number one for me. Boy. Because, boy. 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 I mean, the, the <laughs> fact that they flushed out Kratos' story, right? Mm. But on top, of the, on top of that, they didn't just flush it out. He, he actually starts caring for Freya who is a god someone who hates all gods actually starts feeling sorry for and caring for another god and then you have that twist at the end right you know the twist and she just rips that relationship apart you're going to see another god of war and this one's gonna have thor in it <laughs> and as we spoiler if I mean, if you haven't played the game at this point, you deserve the spoiler. And Loki. I really want to see how that plays out. Yes. So, let's move on to one thing, and then, then we're going to call it good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jason, what's your most anticipated game for this coming this year? So, for for me, I actually put, put two on the list because uh, I really, really could not decide between the two hang on get back to it um the ones i put on the list were the division two i do like some of what they've shown us so far i really enjoyed the division probably more so than than you guys did i fell out of it pretty quick but then they didn't uh they uh they fixed things after i stopped so yeah um and the fact that uh, both the wi- wife and I genuinely enjoyed playing it and can actually play it together. You know, that, right. that's a bonus to the game, right? Um, So we will probably be picking up two copies of that. Have I pre-ordered it? No. Uh, like you guys, I'm not pre-ordering shit. Um, but we will be picking two copies of this. Up. That's going to happen. What's your other one? Uh, and then my other one is Wolfenstein Youngblood, because more Wolfenstein. I understand that. Yeah, I can I can get with that. Rusty, what do you got? I have high hopes for Anthem. Mm-hmm, I am, uh, you know, I am. If they do this right, and they release it properly, and they support it properly, it could be what we wanted from Destiny. It could be what is missing from Warframe. Uh, and honestly, who doesn't want to be Iron Man? I mean, right. this is pretty much an this Iron is Man like sim- simulator. Iron Man MMO. So uh, I I really hope that they do a, a good job, optimize it properly, fix all the you know the issues that. I'm have sure they up. can do that in four weeks. You know, maybe. I, I just hope that. I, I just hope that they do it right, and they don't they don't fall into the 
you know the the trap that is uh that is ea's money grubbing fucking hands getting into it well it did the two things that you had the most from last year it's early access beta yes and funner with friends and the well the funner funner with friends is actually kind of up in the air because it does have a fairly decent matchmaking system from what they were you know what they've shown which took Destiny a while to add, I might add. Well, the Destiny, uh, the Destiny matchmaking was uh, it was slow, but it was slow and it was kind of unbalanced yeah. for a while. I'm I, I'm interested to see it. Am I pre-ordering it? Hell no. Uh, am I happy that I have to download fucking Origin? No. Uh, am I going to play it on PC? You bet your ass, because uh, everything looks better on my PC. Uh, to say it, not to say that it wouldn't. Well, I be... mean, you have a Goliath of a PC. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 got the potential to be a really great game. If they follow through with it, I'll be happy. If they don't follow through with it, it'll be in my brown notes at the end of the fucking year. <laughs> right? Do you have a, a second one you're looking forward to? Uh. I mean, I no. Oh, if, wait, I forgot. I did add a third, but because I knew you and Rusty were both looking forward to this Doom Eternal. I'm I'm looking forward to Doom Eternal as well. And that was, uh, I I had the stupid fucking grin on my face when they when they showed off the Doom Eternal fucking you know gameplay. You know, uh, what I'm more looking forward to, and I almost did. So Mick Gordon, the guy that did the, I listened to the soundtrack to Doom probably uh-huh. once every couple of weeks, um, is in a very active part of my playlist. But Mick Gordon posted, the guy that created the soundtracks, posted a thing. He's like, I'm looking for a heavy metal choir. And I literally thought about coming in here and just cranking it out and seeing if I still had it. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I've got too many other plans for money this year, so I'm going to wait. Um, I, I don't. I can't. I've got other plans for vacation for what I got to do. Right. But I really—that's my number two, actually. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Um, I'm going to say my number one is actually Phoenix Point, which wasn't on this list. Phoenix Point is from the original creators of the original XCOM game. Features a lot of things that XCOM did right, and then adds additional implementation to body part damage and boss fights oh yeah i saw that yeah. and all sorts of things and that's coming out this summer all right you're right you did surprise me i was sure you were going to say wasteland 3 well that's not coming out this year mm. it's on a list for this it's no it's it's no, tentative I, tba it's tba i'm thinking late 2020 maybe 2021 because yeah. they're doing a lot with the dev cycle on that and There's, now they've just gotten bought i want to see where they go from here because now they have additional funding they didn't have before i bet yeah. that game takes longer and i'm okay with that brian just keep going keep trucking with that game right you know i didn't add anything and I, and I was looking at all of the different fucking games i tried not to take anything that was a tba release because you know that that could happen yeah at any time uh one thing that you you, you noted that none of us said is you know none of us are looking forward to crackdown <laughs> So, <laughs> well, here's the thing: a crackdown. I don't have to have any investment with it. I'm going to play it because it's going to be part of the the game, game. pass. Yeah. yeah. So, me and Jason yeah. will probably both try it out. Why not? Yep. Exactly. If and I don't gotta buy it, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be what they you know what they pro- uh, promised. I don't care. It'll be free, so I can try it out. All right. With no investment. Well, very little investment. 
But with that, that, I believe, is everything we got. Yeah. Yeah. So just remember, our totally biased game of the year was Red Dead Redemption 2, of course. Of course it was. Big win and win and chicken dinner. <sighs> oh, no. oh, God. You know that didn't fucking end up on the list either. <laughs> I it know, right? Ended up on a single <laughs> list. <laughs> and with that, guys, the damn you show. Can, it is. So remember, us. you can find us at tiltcast.com. Find our Facebook and Twitter pages mm-hmm. slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash real tiltcast. And we haven't been on iTunes in a long time either. Let's yeah. be honest. iTunes has banned us for the last three years. They hate us. So if you search for us on iTunes, expect to find episodes that Jason and Rusty may not even be on because <laughs> it's true. that far back. That's true. No, no, we've Though, been here for more than three years. Uh, I've been banned for four did. years. Okay. I did find us in South, SoundCloud somehow. Okay. Okay. It's weird. Hey, look at that. Let's so for really, Cast. just find us on TillCast.com and look at Twitter because Twitter is really where I post that stuff real time. Right. So... With that, find friends of the show, the carouselpodcast.com, hey, which hey, is hey. no longer a thing. I don't know how much longer he's going to keep those episodes up. You can find other friends of the show, like For the Love of Gaming. You can find Cabbage KBG on YouTube, You can, which is Trent. You can also find um, other friends of the show, NoQuarters.net, which recently did their game of the year, mm-hmm. um, literally last week, Yeah, which is appropriate because right. they follow the same schedule we do, I think. Um, and you can find um, bmfcast.com. For, I already said for the love of gaming. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. then you find tvgp.tv. They do great things. And they have a game of the year episode as well. Of course. Um, not nearly as long, though. <laughs> so with that, we will see you guys again. All right. Peace. Peace.